To be able to use during the week. I'm glad that it's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Just kind of kicking back and relaxing Sunday. Uh, I'll be out in front of the Capitol building at 2 o'clock with thousands of you. And we'll be doing the 42nd annual March for Life. I'll be there for it. Hope you'll be there for it as well. 1.30, they'll gather together. Uh, backed by Battery and Wolf Streets on uh, the behind side of the Capitol. And then uh, uh, Andy Mayberry will kick us off at 2 o'clock and we'll march around. I'm not going to march because i got this stupid shoe on. It's a half a shoe, and I hate it. But uh, and yeah. i got to walk like Festus, Tell so to bring I'm you not going to se- do segue, it. Man. Tell them to bring you a segue. Yeah, I should. And anyway, I'll I'll be out in front waiting for you when you arrive. So, But I'm going to take part in the, uh, the March for Life as well. I have in the past. I won't miss this year. All right. Let good. me ask the question. Go. Why is it Saturday? Why is it Saturday? Sunday. Why is it Sunday? It's Sunday because it's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Okay. Now, I know that, but I had to throw it out there. Okay, okay now, good. Now, one more. One more. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Okay. It's about these liberals. Okay. It's about these liberals. I don't I don't claim to liberals. understand their Come on now. their brain, okay? Yes. Let, let me ask this question, right? <laughs> Now, if a fella was to go down here and rob a bank and shoot the joint up and somebody die, Mm -hmm. and then we convict that fella because it's proven on video and DNA that he was, in fact, the robber and the killer. Correct. The liberals have you believe that he should do maybe, I don't know, 10 years in jail, at best life in prison, let him out. Right. Can't execute him. Nope. Because, you know. Killing that crazed bank robbing murderer is wrong. That's what they'll say. Yet abortion is supposed to be legal. That's all I got. I, I just, I just explain that to me. We can't. There kill. is no explaining it. Okay. All right. I just. All right. This, I mean, you I just, remember? Do you remember the Peterson case back in the early two thousands, um, where he killed his wife and she was pregnant? And oh yeah. And the uh, what, yeah, what was it that now? Dude. That dude was some kind of uh, law enforcement dude yes, or something, yes, yes. and that's how he knew how to hide the crime. That's right. And I remember that dude. Yes. And, they, and now fought against the judicial system. I think it was in California. It may have been in Washington. But Probably California. But he fought against it. They fought against it because they did not want him to be charged with two counts of murder. Hmm. One, the woman that he killed, and secondarily, the unborn child that he killed. Hmm. Okay. But they lost. He got convicted for both. Yes, he did. Did he get the needle? No. He's he's, he's still floating around in California. It was in California because he's got life huh. in prison without parole. Oh, yeah, so, so they're still paying for him out in California. He gets to you know ride on the taxpayers' dime. That's what he does. Instead of just hooking him up, gets to get up every morning, look at the sky, and breathe <sighs> God's air. And uh, Is, yeah. they don't have him in one of them holes where he can't come out. Nope. He actually gets to see his son. Yep. Huh? It's just sad. It makes me sick. 
Yeah. California, that's why all the drug addicts and homeless people is out there because, you know, they they just, I mean, you know, the only people that think California is cool is either one, people ain't been there, or people that have lived there and not lived anywhere else. That's the only people, my brother. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you right one, now. One that's time, only ones. At one time, California was the place to go in the yeah. 60s. Yeah. After that, it went straight down and around the bowl <laughs> and flushed. Man. Down. Man, it's just... People Man. like Governor Moonbeam and Tom Hayden and all Ooh. of those people have destroyed. What about that the current thing. governor? What about oh, he's current, nuts. What about the current governor? But you know what? Amongst the Democrats now, it's gotten to be how nutty can you be? You got that idiot out in California, but now you got oh, Northam in Virginia. What, in this oh, whole, oh. Uh, getting, getting rid of all guns and everything. Well, his problem is he pulled all that blackface, racist, Ku Klux Klan junk that he was doing. Yeah. He's trying to cover that up. Oh, that yeah. dude right there is mentally off in the head, man. That was him in that picture, bro. I don't even know how sure he still got his job. Yeah. Something's wrong with that dude. Yeah, the only one that you can't prove, but everybody says it was him, was the one where he's wearing the uh, KKK Yeah, uh, man. How's sheets? that dude even got a job still? I, yeah, I agree. That's why he's doing he all that crazy stuff. I can't believe it. He could. He's, sur- he, he's doing all that crazy stuff to get people's minds off him. Well... And who he is and what he's done. They're doing crazy stuff. Let me tell you, tomorrow, or pardon me, Monday, and then Tuesday. And Tuesday, Jan Morgan will be there. So she'll be calling into the show. She's going to be one of the speakers at the Second Amendment rally they're having. They're expecting. In Virginia? Yes. Okay. They're at Richmond. They're expecting 75,000 people there. What, what, What did he do now? Well, he's trying to make guns illegal. Where? In Virginia. The whole state? Yes. Oh, oh, I didn't get all that. The last thing I saw is they were they were going to ban guns at the state capitol. Oh, no. Um, it's more for, than that. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know all that. Do we still have that Northam uh, piece of audio? Oh, let me hear this. I, I'm just, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, you got to hear Go what. Go ahead. Let me, let me have it. Got to hear what he's, what he's doing. He's declared a state of emergency. Listen the to state this. state of emergency? Yeah, listen Over to this. what? Here you go. Over, okay. Going to play it for you. Please know that we have been preparing extensively to protect public safety at Monday's rally. But no one wants another incident like the one we saw in Charlottesville in 2017. We will not allow that mayhem and violence to happen here. So we are taking the following actions to keep people safe in Capitol Square. I told you to watch for tyranny. Here it comes. First. We have established a unified command between the state police, the Capitol Police, the Richmond Police Department, and our first responder teams. And I want to personally take this opportunity to thank all of them for keeping us safe. These agencies are working closely together to ensure seamless preparation and planning for this event. They have been briefing me and my team regularly and I have full confidence in our public safety team. Second, we are asking non-essential personnel not to come to work on Monday. Monday is a holiday for state employees and many others, and that is good news. If you don't need to be in downtown Richmond on Monday, please consider staying home. And third, no weapons will be allowed on the Capitol grounds. This includes everything from sticks and bats to chains 
and projectiles. These rules are similar to long-standing rules in airplanes and courthouses. This list also includes firearms. It makes no sense to ban every other weapon but allow firearms when intelligence shows a threat of armed militia groups storming our capital. To enforce this, I am declaring a state of emergency in Richmond from Friday evening until Tuesday night. Everyone should understand this is based on real identified threats that have been made. This order includes a prohibition of weapons on Capitol grounds. The prohibition is temporary and it will expire on Tuesday after the rally. And those who would bring violence into Virginia have left and returned to where they came from. I have made this decision in the interest of keeping the public safe as well as our law enforcement officers. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I wow. knew this would get you going, man. Wow. A state of emergency oh, because of the, because they're going this to clown. protest. This clown. Okay, first of all, you notice how they're in the first very two or three sentences right there. He makes this rally for Second Amendment mm-hmm. like those crazy psycho people that were in Charlotte. First thing. Yep. First thing he says. Now, first of all, he has more in common with the crazy psycho riot riot racist crazies in Charlotte. He's got more in common with them. Right? Yeah. He's got more in common with them than anybody going to the Second Amendment rally, man. He's the dude in the Ku Klux Klan outfit. He's how is he still the governor, man? And then he wants to say this about oh man, I hadn't even heard all this stuff. Oh yeah. I've been working. I didn't even know most people that dude's got to go. Yeah, most people are. Uh, He's Matt, in a working. picture in a Klan outfit. Yeah, and in blackface. Just like this crazy racist people in Charlotte. Then he wants to talk about the people who own some guns and tries to lump them in there with that mess. Yeah. This Just American guy. citizens who, by <sighs> their Man. God-given constitutional <laughs> rights, are going to bear arms. This is just this this, this guy. This guy sickens me, man. Well, I mean, this guy. I want to. I want to see how the representatives and senators act when they get there and there's seventy five thousand people surrounding their capital saying, What do you think you're doing? They don't need to go to work that day. They need to stay at home and look for no, jobs. No, non essential personnel. Like, they non essential. They if they're behind be this there. if they're behind this governor, they're non essential. <laughs> they're so non essential, somebody needs to vote them out of office. Yeah. This is just, it really is crazy. That guy sickens me. I man. sent a I sent a uh, text to Jan and told her to be very, very careful. For real. They're in Richmond on Tuesday. I mean, she's going to be there Monday, but real. she's got to be careful on Tuesday when she speaks. I, I just, I can't even believe this guy ha- is still the governor. I don't understand how he didn't get run out when he showed up in that picture doing all that stuff, and then he just, ah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It is said, what it is. I'm just, just telling you, there, there's. This is the kind oh, of stuff we've man. been warning everybody about that <clears throat> they were going to see, and you got to, you finally got. A Democrat that's going to act the fool. I mean, seriously, this is acting a fool as far as I'm concerned. The, the picture was acting a fool. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I mean, come on. But now he's, Don't he's, even, I mean, he's, I can't even. he's declaring a state of emergency. This guy. Unbelievable. 
All right, so with that said, anyway, let's move on gonna, something fun. I, went, I, went, I can't. Hey, even, I did. Uh, I had fun last okay, night. Okay. I was stunned about how good Bad Boys for Life what? was. Why are you stunned? I well, what? it's been seventeen years, and and let's be it honest, don't matter, man. man. Let's be let's don't, be honest. Come here. on, man. Bad Boys Two was not very good. It was all right, and they but they rushed to make that. They probably should have waited. But when you take Will Smith. And you take Martin Lawrence, you put them together, you bring that director on board. And, and you, you get, work it good. You get that cinematography, you get that in there, you're going to have a tremendous motion picture. Isn't, I don't know. Isn't it amazing? It's, I, I forget. The two guys that directed this are Moroccans. Come on. Come on, man. They're Moroccans. It's not, it's not Michael Bay. It's hey, man. two Moroccans. <laughs> you thought it was him. Since you, if you, you thought, yeah. you thought, what'd you say? What'd you say, Zach? Both are from Belgium. Oh really? Oh, from Belgium? Okay, okay, okay. But they're Moroccans, aren't they? Oh. They live in Belgium. Oh, really? I think okay. that's the way it is. But set up. you thought it was Michael Bay because it was awesome. All the explosions. You thought it was awesome. Democrat Gazette says third time's the charm. Latest Bad Boys thrives under new direction. Bad Boys for Life eighty eight. Cast includes Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Vanessa Hudgens, Charles Melton. I didn't even recognize Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) Nikki Jam. With that short hair, I didn't recognize her. R for strong, violence. Oh, yes. Language. Language, yes. Two hours, three minutes. If you've seen any Bad Boys movie, you know language going to be bad. In fact, Martin Lawrence plays with that a little bit when he's got his grandson (laughs) with him. It's crazy. The first thing you notice in Bad Boys for Life, the third entry, and what can accurately be called a series... Mm-hmm. is that Will Smith has not aged one iota since he appeared in the first installment 25 years ago. Disagree. The second and rather more remarkable surprise is that the new installment directed by two virtually unknown Moroccans. There we go. Based in Belgium. There we go. We were both right, Zach. Is decisively the best of the trio of They films. carry the narrative through without Michael Bay's ADD. It actually has... <laughs> Michael has. He does. He's got ADD, but he jumps all over the place. It, it is it, it is way too fast paced sometimes. Yes. I agree with that. Too many cut jumps. Back to the Democrat. It actually has a heart, or what passes yes. for one, in a gigantic slam-bang industrial enterprise like this. Michael Bay is not missed at all. In all events, this quite but gigantic. he is in the movie, you know. Oh, well, he's going to miss the revenue. <laughs> yeah, but he, did, he does a bit part. Michael Bay is not missed at all. In all events, this quite gigantic crowd pleaser looks to be the first big hit of the new year yep. and decade, which I, I disagree. 1917 is a big hit. Yeah, It has been 17 years since Bad Boys 2 arrived in notably overstuffed 147-minute condition, and there never seemed to be a huge groundswell demand for it. No matter how successful the first two entries may have been, it's also been true that a substantial number of potential customers for this muscular Freshly decked out feature will still be in diapers, if that, when the massively successful first chapter initially appeared. Oh, absolutely. What was it, 97? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's 25 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Martin Lawrence's detective, Marcus Burnett, has yes. become a grandfather in the film's opening minutes. Yep. And his mind is made up to retire. Yes, it is. How can you knock this? You loved it, didn't you? I loved it. You I loved thought it was great. I gave it. it an 85. <laughs> when I walked out, I looked at my wife. She goes, what do you say? I said, I was... Firmly uh, surprised, because it's hard to capture the lightning in a bottle with that many years in between entries, and I said 85. It's a a fun 
I enjoyed it every every minute of it. Especially they got into the repartee between, you know, Lawrence and uh, what's his name. and But they said that it didn't show his age. Yeah, it did. That's one thing I, well, I had mentioned to my wife that I liked about it. Okay. Is that let them show that they had aged. He hasn't aged as hard as Martin has. Oh no! Well, okay. Martin's put maybe, on like maybe, forty or yeah, fifty maybe, pounds. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the point in the commentary. He's you like know, from flowing. The he's like yeah. he's like flowing, and and they make fun yeah. of it all through the yeah. movie. It's yeah. great. It's really good. And you know who was really good in it? Who's that? Joe, man. Oh, okay. You know who I'm talking about? The boss, the captain. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He's back gotcha, in it again. Gotcha. He's in it too. He plays gotcha. and 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 his his part is really important to the the overriding movie. Okay, okay. Really so you good. had a good time. Vanessa Hudgens was good. This new group Ammo is really good in it. In fact, look at the blonde guy mm-hmm. and see what Bjorn is doing from Vikings when he's not a Viking. Jordan. He's in Ironside. the movie. He's good. Really? Yeah, he does a great job. Now Zach really he, wants to go see it. He plays totally against that Bjorn part, let me just tell you. Totally against it. But really good. Really good. I don't know who the guy is that is the DJ and then the cop at the same time, but he's really good, too. He's got pretty good charisma on the screen, as does the uh, uh, the young black woman that's part of the team, too. She's like, cool. She's really cool. And she likes the bad boys. She likes their modus operandi. <laughs> really does. So it's like old school meets new school. And the way they end the movie. Have you seen it yet? Is that, I have not okay. seen all of it. No. The end of the movie, they leave it open so they can do more. So we'll see. I think there will be another one at least because... I don't know what it did last night in early showings, but it had to have done well. It was a pretty good crowd there at Yeah, Cabin. yeah, I, I think across the country it did well. And, you know, Monday's a holiday. That should that should bolster it. help them. Yeah, uh, the distributor predicted 35 to 38 million this weekend. Maybe I, a little more. I think so. I think it's more of a 40, 45 million yeah, yeah. range. I That's really I, do. I would go along with that. Um, and, you know, we're out of the gate now with two awesome films this 1917, year. 1917. And Bad I, Boys. I don't, I don't need to say anything else about it except go see it. It's a great movie. And uh, if you like the Bad Boy movies, yes. if you like action, if you like your humor a little tinged with less less blue humor in this one than in the first two, uh, you'll like it. I think so. I, I, I agree. I, you know. Really, the first quarter is just a, a slate of strong films this year. I'm waiting for Gentleman, man. Much, but be- that's next Friday. Much better than last year's first quarter. Uh, we're out to a good, strong start. So, without um, a question, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I I hate to, um, um, knock it, but. Um, you know, I hate to, I hate to knock the Democrat, but you know, there's an editorial in here about the movies, and you know this this guy is, is really confused. Oh, is this you in know? the A section? Tell me about yeah. it when we come back. We yeah. got to get okay. a break. Gotcha, Matt Smith's here. We'll talk about what uh, the Demgaz uh, op ed says when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one one FM, the answer. And let me just tell you, the home of Rush Limbaugh. Okay, so yep. what does the uh, the Demgaz 
what B did they well, get up their butt about well, movies? No, no, I just, I just, uh, it, it, it gets back to the confusion of what we're talking about. About how big movies are now? Yeah, it just gets back to the confusion and, and you know, I mean, you know, let me, let me throw this out here. Like, uh, last night, I went to see PJ Masks at Simmons Banks Arena. I took my two and a half how year old. How was it? Oh, man, my two and a half year old ate that up. I should, up, I should have gone to that with my three year old. My seven year old went. And it was cool for her, but my two and a half year old just it was, he was, his, in, jam, it, huh? it was his jam, man. So I'm going to I went to Simmons Bank Arena last night for the PJ Mass show. My three year old is into the cat guy. Okay. Tonight we're out at Dave and Buster's for a kid's birthday party. Okay. Um Saturday we're going to some kid's birthday party at Trampoline Park. Sunday we're going to Jurassic Quest in Conway. Yeah, that's coming up, yeah. Monday back at Dave and Buster's for another kid's birthday party. Is okay. Dave, Dave and Buster's become the new Chuck E. Cheese now? I don't know. A lot of seems like a lot of six, seven year olds are going there. I don't know. Maybe because they've already been to Chuck E. Cheese. Who knows? Okay, all right. So that's what we're doing, right? Um, now all those things that I just mentioned to me, that is competition for a movie theater. Of course it is. Okay. Uh, the bowling alley, uh, the Travelers baseball game, Arkansas Razorbacks basketball or football if they could ever win. Uh, ULR Trojans basketball stuff like that. Yeah. The county fair, the state fair. Uh, uh, corn, uh, Brantley Gilbert, all coming up at, at Simmons Bank Arena. Uh, what else? Elton John, uh, and then of course I'm going to the circus at Martin Coliseum. I'm going to uh, Harlem Globetrotters, Disney on Ice, and the Monster Trucks. Well, all you at go Simmons, to all of that, don't you? Yeah, all at Simmons Bank Arena. Yeah, everybody, everybody at the arena knows me. So going to all those things, yeah, and and uh, I can't believe who else is coming. Doobie Brothers, I'll be out there for that. Well, I'm going to go see that just yeah, because yeah. Michael McDonald's going to be with him. Taking my mom to Elton John. I'm going to the Corn Show. I'll be at Brantley Gilbert. What else is coming up? Um, oh, yeah, Toby Mac. I'm going to the Toby Mac Show. So all of that to me is movie theater. That's competition for the movie theater. Okay. You've decided you're going to leave the house and go do something. You're going to spend your money somewhere else. Left the house. You're going to go do something. Yeah. Right? Okay. Streaming services have nothing to do with the movie theater. If you decided you're going to sit at home. You know, and look at your little 40-inch screen and think that you got a big screen and listen to that little speaker the size of your hand and think you got a sound system, you know, and sit in your little lazy boy from Ashley's Furniture and think you got a comfortable chair and eat a fried bologna sandwich from Kroger uh, with some soda pop from the Dollar Tree. That's what you've decided to do because you're sitting at the house, right? You're not our customer. You've never been our customer. You so, never wanted to go to a big movie theater. Right. And so DirecTV and Comcast and Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and Roku and ABCs and 123s and whatever else is out there floating around, uh, the Peacock and Universal NBC and, you know, Warner Brothers uh, Cinemax and all that, they're competing for that dollar right. to get you to sign up and, you know, do that at home. Correct. That has nothing to do with going to the movie cinema. Okay. So I just I just don't understand people who don't grasp that. Well, here's what they're not grasping. There are people who want to see movies when they first open up. They don't want to wait three or four months for them to get to the streaming services. Well, it's not just that. I mean, we've it's got a lot to happen. We've got a. It's not just that. I mean, we got people that come out and watch classics. Yeah, but and the other thing is if. A movie is opening in a theater and then two weeks later is streaming. It's because they know the movie is not 
good enough to stay in a cinema. Right. I mean, I I understand that. What's that? That the movie's not good enough to, that it has any legs to stay in a cinema no. for for you. You know, you don't want that movie to come in for two weeks and then disappear. Right. Right. Dump it. Dump it on home viewing. That's what they so, do. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't understand the people yeah. that are confused by that. You know. And so we had a little editorial in the newspaper little, that that, yeah. uh, that got me. PPV. You know. Yeah. That's what they go to. So yeah. is that what they're saying? Yeah, basically, you know. Uh, Streaming uh, is killing the theater. That's what they said about television. Remember that? Right. Well, it's it's in here. At the movies. Streaming hasn't ta- overtaken them yet. A joke around the newspaper room the other day. When will somebody get the bright idea to take all these streaming services, Netflix Plus, Disney, HBO Max, etc., package them all neatly together, sell them as one, and call it cable? When somebody it's exactly what we're getting. We're going, we're doing nothing more than making a circle now. Yeah, all the streaming people you, don't. It's getting to the point where you got to you got to buy five six streaming uh, apps. Yeah. and when you add it all up, it's yeah. what you were paying for cable that the you wanted dumb. to cut from. The consumer's dumb. Hundred bucks a month for five hundred cable channels, or hundred bucks a month for ten streaming services. But it's still a hundred bucks a month. That's exactly right. Consumers I dumb. agree with that. Consumers dumb. That's the reality. You know, that's the reality. Okay, so anyway, uh, anyway, we don't have to get into it. Basically, that's what he's saying, you know, blah, 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 streaming, this, that, and the other, you know, on and on and on. I love that, on. blah, 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 you TV, know. blah, 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 Wasting cable, his time. blah, 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 streaming. <laughs> right. It's just a bunch of blah, 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 you know, because he says, well, in 1930, most Americans, more than 65%, went to the movies every single week. Yeah. In 1930. Yeah. Before television, before satellite radio, before DVD, before, I mean, the list goes on and on, my brother. Right. But he does say here, but for some of us, the movie theater will still be a place for dates, first and last, and a place to share the experience, and a place to meet. And Stop a place right to- there, because <clears throat> that's the most important point they just made, the place to, you know, Share the experience. Yes. But for some of us, the movie theater will still be a place for dates, firsts or lasts, and a place to share the experience, Mm -hmm. and a place to meet, and a place to focus on the story. They spent millions making this thing, and you spent dozens on tickets and drinks. Might as well enjoy it without the dogs barking. Thank you. And hey, quiet your cell phones. Yeah, I grow along with that, although I didn't see that happen. Uh, I, people are getting better about not texting and, uh, you know, scrolling through their phones while the movie's going you, on. You but think, I like going to see the movies. I go Thursday nights yes. when they open. Yes. And there are certain people I know who are going to be there. And, yes. you know, we became friends. We've become friends over the years. I say and talk right. with them and all kinds of stuff. That there, there you go. Blake's there. There you go. All right. He liked the movie as much as I did. Some of the other folks. The guy used to work for you was there last night. Um, went on to become an electrician. You know who I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, Wiley. Yeah, Wiley. He yeah. was there. Yeah. He loved, you know, the Bad Boys movie as well. He went out there, did a little electrical work, and hung around for the show. Yeah, great guy, too. Loved yeah, I have guy. some winners out there. But, you know, Wiley was definitely a winner. Joe was a winner. We've had some winners come through in Cabot. So he's a winner. What's the, the other guy you got now? You know, I'm bad about his name. 
I know Tyler really well, but the other gentleman that came from Cersei. Lee. Lee. Mm-hmm. He's a big-time winner for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's super. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, last night. He's 22 in college. Um, <clears throat> been with me since he was 16. Uh, Starting concessions in Cersei, then went to assistant manager, and now he is the manager in Cabot. Is he? Yes. He All is. Right. He's so, very good. He's taking so business classes in school, working his bachelor's degree. He's doing good. He 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 does. Generally, you adopt the culture, or we weed you out. Yeah, you know, I I, I had know a, we've talked about that. Yeah, here I had here. a I had a meeting of the minds the other day in um, Hot Springs, and I explained to him. I said, "Look, you know, you what you need to do is is decide what kind of person you are, because you can go to work somewhere else. They may pay you more. They will certainly." expect less from you so if you want to be average or mediocre you know go look for a job because i'm never i want high-end employees yeah i'm never going to be happy Mm -hmm. never we got eight screens here now i want 12 if we had 12 screens here i'd want 15 (laughs) uh i'm the largest independent operator in the state and that's cool i love being the largest independent operator in the state but I want to be the largest operator, period. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to stop. And so whatever you're doing here, it's never going to be good enough. And so you need to tell me next week how you're better than last week. And you need to tell me next month what's better than the previous month. And you need to tell me what's going to be better in 2020 than 2019. Now, if you just want to sit on your butt and get fatter and gain some weight. Look like Martin you, Lawrence. You're looking for an easy job, right? <laughs> You need to get out of here and go somewhere else where they're phoning it in. Right. Because, you know, you're not going to be able to do that working for me. But you want to go to school. You want to go to work. You want to go to church. You want to go to the library. Right. You want to go to the gym. You want to take some classes. You want to learn something. You know, you want to do something with your time. This is the job for you. There were 10 people working for AMC in Batesville. Five of them survived. The other five, you know, moved on down the road to Taco Bell or Waffle House or Colton's or something where they're looking for average. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any C uh, levels at my place. If you're the, at the C level, you're looking for people who <clears throat> want to do more than just show up. Right. You need to come here and hit some home runs, and then move on to something positive and good in your life. I only need ten people here. They're gonna be the top ten. I ain't looking for nothing else. And if you're at number nine or ten, you better step it up or look for a job. You ain't gonna make it. We are gonna hire somebody new and cycle them through. See if they got what it takes. Lee's got what it takes. Hi, guys. He's a good guy. He is. He is. He's, he's he very, is. very he good. Has, you run a good shined. ship there in yes. Cabot. You really do. All right. A break. It is a quarter till three. We've got uh, 45 minutes to spend talking about movies. We've already told you, bad boys, what you're going to do, what you And they'll be making fun of that that song during the movie, believe me. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's part of the culture now, that, that song is, since they put it on a TV show and everything. What's not to love? It's great. What was it that, uh, I'll I'll think about it and I'll tell you, they they play off of it something about, you know, dead guys, dead guys or something. When he's, <laughs> when he's talking to Martin Lawrence about retiring. We'll talk about it when we return here at 1011 FM. Uh, the answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh program. Back with you, Dave Ellswick, uh Matt will be here in just a moment. Uh, he ran out to get more water. He guzzles water. I haven't smelled the bottle. No, it could be vodka for all I know. But no, I, I think that he drinks water. 
I'm not mistaken. Out on video today. Did you see Joker's out on video today? Well, see, I know this has been on, I could pay for it on Amazon, yeah. you know, but I didn't know about that. Yeah, now you can go out and buy it if you want it, buddy, if you if you think it's the best. I mean, the next next couple of movies I'm going to buy when they hit the stand, I'm going to buy Midway. Okay. I'm going to buy 1917. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's the two that are on my list right now. By the way, you got to see 1917 this last Tuesday. Saw it Tuesday. How did you like it? Um, I really liked it. Um, now, you know, the people around me were kind of fearful, was afraid during the film, but, um, I really enjoyed it. I really did like the story. And, um, again, like I said, the one part during the film where it really ticks you off because it's like, you know, why would you do such a thing? But it's, you know, it's war. It was war. And I love the film. Yeah. And I, I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, last, uh, Friday. That there would be a part in that movie, yeah, that would really tick you off. Yes, it did. And we're not going to give not going to give away why, just that it would. And did that part tick you off? Oh, that's that's the part I'm talking yeah. about because <laughs> it just it shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't. It have. shouldn't a lot have of things happened. shouldn't happen in war, but it does. It's yeah, it does. And what's bad is that it's some people showing humanity. And no good deed goes unpunished. But that one part, it really turned the other guy to a... I mean, it really made him determined to yeah, do the job. To deliver the to, message. Exactly. And yeah. I really like that. It, because, I mean, he was sort of, uh, you know, let's think about this. Let's, but, let's get out of here. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do this. We end up dead, basically. Right. But, and I also said that you would be stunned by Cumberbox part. But I'll tell you what. Did that blow you away, What he his line in that movie? Uh, well, yes. He was great. <laughs> yeah, but he was a bee. He man. was great. But the other guy, the other general in the film who told him, like, you know, you better have this and that. Because, Colin Firth. Yeah. I liked him, too. Yeah. Okay, so you did see 1917. Yeah, he saw it Tuesday night. Then you got to bust on out and see Bad Boys next. Yeah, okay. you got to see Bad Boys. And Bad Boys what is really do? fun. It's really will. fun. What you gonna do? But you know, Marcus is telling Mike they they're not bad boys anymore. They're gonna they're gonna get to be good men. And uh, there's a scene in the movie that you will really appreciate as Will Smith is talking to Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence has made a a pact with God mm-hmm. that they will no longer do you know violence. And he's trying to tell Will this, and Will and and they're under fire. From bad guys, <laughs> and Will Smith says, "But but God gave you that machine gun. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, it man. was so good. You you everybody gonna laugh in it. In fact, there's a couple of places where Will Smith sounds like Donald Trump. I'm gonna tell you, it's pretty hmm. good. Okay, here's a good line for you. Gonna wait. You gonna like this? Uh, he says, uh, "Don't worry, we're black cops." We'll pull ourselves over later. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. It was a great movie. It's a fun movie. You yeah. will laugh. I'm just, you will laugh. Can't keep it. Okay, so let's talk about out. what's playing. Let's talk about what's playing out. Let's start at Riverdale 10. Oh, okay. We'll start at Riverdale? Okay, yeah. we can do that. Let's start at Riverdale 10. Now, hit us up on the website, Riverdale10.com. Riverdale10.com. Get your advanced tickets. 
Check out the uh, 40 different beers, eight different wines right there on the website. We feature luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all 10 auditoriums. Got a full food menu right there. It's where it all started. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free mobile app. And, of course, like our Facebook page and follow events. Now, we've got ice cream, chocolate peanut butter pie, key lime pie, chicken tenders, french fries, onion rings. chicken sandwiches, goodness. Chicken sandwiches. That's right. (laughs) White Castle cheeseburger sliders. Pizza. Pizza. I had my pizza last night. It was very good. Yep. State Fair corn dogs. Nathan's hot dogs. Eisenberg bratwurst sausages. Don't forget the 2020 free popcorn bucket. You get the free popcorn bucket. Bought mine last weekend. Unlimited popcorn free all night long on Wednesdays with ticket purchase. Refills for only $4.50. Thursday Thursday through Tuesday night. Don't forget about that. Sign up for the rewards program and get a point for every dollar you spend and redeem that for free movie tickets and free popcorn. Gift cards and food. Gift cards are on sale at the website, Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check it out. Now, new this week. Bad Boys for Life. Also this week, brand new, Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. We're holding over underwater. Like a boss, 1917. Great movie. Little Women. Great movie. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Good movie. Jumanji, The Next Level. Good movie. Knives Out. I'm seeing that this weekend for the first time. Bombshell. And, of course, Just Mercy. Riverdale10.com. Be sure to hit the website. Next week, we'll have the gentleman at Riverdale 10. Can't wait. Be sure to check that out. Sign up for the email newsletter. Check out that full food menu right there at Riverdale10.com. Now, if you're in Dave Ellswick's hometown. Cabot. That's the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. And on the web, Cabot VIP Cinema.com. Be sure to check that out. Now, new today, Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. Also showing Doolittle, Underwater, Like a Boss, Spies in Disguise, 1917, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji The Next Level. Hey, we're still playing Frozen 2, and the 4.20 p.m. showing of Frozen 2 is the sing-along version. That just started today, so be cool. sure to check that out. Get in there, get your sing-along going on. Same deal. Go there to buy your advance tickets. Uh, same full food menu at all five Arkansas locations. And uh, go ahead and download that free mobile app. It's a Theater Group, Inc. free mobile app. The link to download it for your Apple or Android device is right there on the website at all the cinema locations. And you can get all five Arkansas locations right there on the Theater Group, Inc. mobile app. Be sure to download that. It's absolutely free. Get the email newsletter, like and follow the Facebook page. That full food menu that I was talking about at Riverdale 10, that I mentioned frozen Cokes, that's available at all five Arkansas locations. Go ahead and check that out and uh, take a look at it uh, right there at CabotVIPCinema.com. Now, coming soon to Cabot, we'll have Gretel and Hansel on the 31st. Next Friday, the 24th, is The Turning. So be sure to take a look at that website in Cabot to see what's happening now. If you're still a little further north on 67167 in the big city of Searcy, that's searcycinema.com. And again, right there at Searcy, we've got that same full food menu. 
Every seat in the building is a luxury leather electric recliner with a table and reserved seating. Click menu to check everything out. Get that newsletter. Download that free mobile app. Sign up for the rewards program. Get your gift cards right there online. And, of course, you can pick up your rewards card at the theater and get free popcorn on Wednesdays with the theater group, free popcorn tub. The rewards cards, the gift cards, and the free popcorn tub work at all five locations. Doesn't matter where you purchase them. All right. Think. Hold your. Hold your. You got it, buddy. Your We're going to come back. We'll hear about what's going on in Batesville when we the Oaks VIP. We will talk about them when we return. In just a moment, the Dave Ellswick Show, we got to give you some news, five minutes of news so you know what's going on. Next hour, we'll give away some foreigner tickets as well. That's all coming your way here in just a few minutes on 101.1 FM, The Answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh program. to uh, Matt. We left off. He was in Searcy at the yes. theater there. I'll let him pick up there. Then we'll get Batesville and Hot Springs in. Check us out at CerceCinema.com. That's com. Now buy your advance tickets right there at the website. Go ahead and download the free theater group mobile app. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter. Like our Facebook page and follow events. And of course, while you're there, check out the information on the free popcorn bucket. You get this bucket. The 2020 free popcorn bucket. You can take it at all five Arkansas locations every Wednesday. Popcorn's free. Buy a movie ticket. Eat all the popcorn you want. Absolutely free all night long, all day long on Wednesday. When Wednesday falls on Christmas, it's still free popcorn. You bring the bucket in. And, hey, before you go home, stop by the concession stand. Fill that bucket up. Take you some free popcorn home with you. Okay? That's what works with the free popcorn bucket. Thursday through Tuesday, refills on that big old 200-ounce buckets only. $4.50. $4.50. Cheaper than a small popcorn. Get the 2020 refillable popcorn buckets. Get it at all five locations. Any gift card, whether you stop by the theater and buy the gift card at the theater or you do the virtual gift card, just go to the website, click gift card. Use that gift card at all five locations. Be sure to sign up for the rewards program. You get a point for every dollar you spend. It's good at all five locations. You can redeem those points for free movie tickets, free swag. We got T-shirts, we got hats, we got key rings, all kinds of stuff from these movies, posters from stuff like Bad Boys right there. 
And, of course, you get free concessions, too. So sign up for the rewards program. you got to do it. I'm going to jump in here okay. and say, by the way, when uh-huh. you go to Cabot okay. and you walk in, they've got the big, big display up for Time to Die, all right, for the new James Bond movie. Oh, man. The uh, piece of that that is, of course, uh, Craig. Yes. Is mine. <laughs> when that when that baby comes down, he's coming off oh, and coming man. into my studio. Oh man, dude's already taken my uh, <laughs> uh, my my display. Yep. For the most interesting man in the world, now he wants my James Bond. I got to have James, James Bond. Bond. We're gonna bring man, him man. in Come here. On. I'm gonna Come get, on, I'm gonna man. get Sean Connery in here as well. Come on, man. Anyway, CerseiCinema.com. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you what. We're showing Bad Boys for Life this weekend, playing Doolittle, Underwater, still on the screen, Like a Boss, still playing that one, 1917, Little Women, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji, The Next Level, and Frozen 2. Now, remember, the 4 p.m. showtimes for Frozen 2 at all my locations this week are the sing-along version Every theater has a matinee afternoon showtimes on Monday since it's a school holiday and school is out. Go to CerseiCinema.com for all the full information about that location. Now, of course, we serve beer and wine in Hot Springs. We serve beer and wine at Riverdale, and we are a private club in Cabot. Be sure to become a member of our private club. It's free just show your ID, get your free membership card. Dave is a member of our private yes, club in Cabot. Now, speaking of Hot Springs, where we serve over 40 different beers and eight different wines, hit us up at hotspringsvip.com. That's hotspringsvip.com. Catch the sing-along version of Frozen 2 at 420 every day this week. Of course, we're playing Bad Boys for Life, Dr. Doolittle, Underwater, Like a Boss, 1917, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji, The Next Level. And then at 145, 7 o'clock and 920, we have the regular version of Frozen 2. But the 420 version of Frozen 2 is the sing-along version. That's hotspringsvip.com, all-new parking lot, all-new restrooms, eight screens now with stadium seating, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, every seat in the building, all eight auditoriums is that luxury seat. Got a full food <clears throat> full food menu. Hit the website for your advanced tickets. Be sure to check that out. And now, of course, next Friday we'll be playing The Turning. Of course, on the 31st, we'll have Gretel and Hansel. Also on the 31st is the new movie, The Rhythm Section. And tickets for The Turning, Hansel and Gretel, and The Rhythm Section are on sale now for Cabot, Searcy, Hot Springs, and, of course, Riverdale 10. So be sure to check that out. And then our newest location is the Oaks 7 VIP Cinema in Batesville, Arkansas, right up there in Independence County. OaksVIPCinema.com. That's www.OaksVIPCinema.com. New this week, Bad Boys for Life. Also this week, Doolittle. They both started today. Still showing Little Women, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Underwater, Jumanji the next level and knives out. Hit Hoax VIP Cinema. Oaks O A K S VIP Cinema.com. Purchase your tickets in advance there. We just put in all new seats. Dolby 7.1 surround sound. Brand new popcorn popper. Just got our pizza oven in place. 
Uh, got a new freezer in. Got a new freezer. We're expanding the food menu right there at OaksVIPCinema.com. Be sure to check us out there in Batesville. Now, you know how we do it. Only movie cinema in Batesville, Arkansas. Only movie cinema in Independence County. Hit us at OaksVIPCinema.com. Of course, in Searcy, we're the only cinema in Searcy, Arkansas. The only cinema in White County. CerseyCinema.com. And in Cabot, we're the only cinema in Cabot, Arkansas. The only cinema in Lone Oak County. CabotVIPCinema.com. And, you know, I heard a rumor there were some other theaters in Little Rock, but they're not as cool, and it costs more to go there. Yeah, I mean, that's one, exactly right. One of those theaters is charging $15 for a nacho. Yeah. Now, you know, we're not in Beverly Hills. I mean, this <laughs> is Little Rock. I mean, I couldn't even believe that. I mean, I, I wonder if they even sell any nachos at $15. I mean, $15 plus tax for a nacho? I mean, that's 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 crazy, man. That's now, crazy, I bro. <laughs> I mean, for real. Hey, Zach, you've been there, right? You went over there. $15 nacho. Those $15 nachos, do they, when they give you the nachos, Plus tax, do they give you the extra cheese if you wanted, or is it in Zach, the, don't tell the, me. the Zach, little package? Now, Zach, which one is this? You didn't buy no $15 nacho. No, I have no not. Bo- All right, see? Okay, he don't even know, because he's smart in about yeah, $15 one, nacho. The one over there behind, uh, Buff- not Buffalo Wild Wings, but... Uh, he didn't buy no nacho. The sports place. He didn't buy no nacho. Over in the coast of Bryan. $15 Oh, you're nacho. talking about the movie tavern. Yeah. I've been there nacho. once, and okay. um, no. Uh, I looked at their <laughs> menu prices and no. <laughs> no. Hey, man. Look. Not only is the nacho 15 bucks, man, but it's plus tax and you got to tip them. And also, I mean, look, you can just look at the prices and also, you know, people Ooh. are delivering in front of you Ooh. while the movie is ongoing. Ooh, man. Look, it's just no. Nah. I'm going to tell you right now. I got no fifteen dollar nacho. No, <laughs> no. I don't want. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh-uh. Hey, uh-uh. my nacho six bucks, man. Yeah, I know. okay, it's six dollars, no. and that's with extra cheese. Okay, if you spend one more dollar, we'll throw some chili on there for you. Nine dollars more for the nachos <laughs> at the tavern. No, you just six dollar nacho, seven bucks with we'll all the chili, extra cheese too. Now, Look I out had, now. I had last night. Your pizza, first pizza, pepperoni pizza. Oh, you got the pizza? Uh, did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot, that's and good. I like how fast they cook. You got that's it quick. True. Uh, you I got it quick. And they said, "Go ahead, uh, Dave, take your seats." And we yep. went and sat down, and they brought it to us. Here's, I'm going to give you a, a little food shot here. One, plenty of sauce on the pizza. That's very, right. very good, mm-hmm. and. Dude, the crust is awesome. Yes. It's a cracker crust, which I like being what from. What about the mozzarella? Uh, it was great. What about the mozzarella? It was fresh. It was good. What about the pepperoni? It though? was good. What about the pepperoni? I'm just telling you, it was really, really now, good. Now, have you had everything on this menu? Because I know I have. Oh, no, I haven't worked everything on the menu. Okay. I've not had the key lime pie. Now, I've got to try that because I love key lime pie. Yeah. We, we, we tried a bunch of different stuff, man. And, that, and, and now we've got like our fourth pizza oven. Yeah, but this the one we finally it got works the oven. Well. Yes, we finally got the pizza oven we wanted. Fast and, then we, and it crisps that crust up really nice. We tried a whole different kinds of 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 pizza ingredients to get to where we're at. But now, when you order the pizza, yeah, we get the crust, then we put the sauce on, then we put the cheese on. Oh, you guys put it all together. I yeah, didn't realize it's handcrafted, that. bro. It's oh, handcrafted. Okay. No, I, it's not like you know in no box in no freezer. No, okay, it ain't like that, man. All right. Now, I know what they do. They do that at Regal. Okay. Okay. They do that at Cinemark. We don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't do that, man. So, like, when you order that pizza, we get the crust out. Then we got to put the sauce on the crust. Then we got to put the mozzarella on the sauce. Okay. 
Well, then sure we didn't take him long. Then we put that. the pepperoni on the on on top of the mozzarella, right? Mm-hmm. Then it goes in the oven, and it's good. So no, it's fresh, handcrafted. We don't have nothing froze up in no box, and we don't make the pizza till you order it. That's why they got to bring it. So to when you. I ordered it, Lee was standing there, and we were talking. He yeah. says, "You're going to love this uh, oven we got now, Dave. It really does a fantastic job." And he was right. It did a fantastic job. We put that oven in Hot Springs. We got that oven at Riverdale. Oven's in Cersei. Oven's mm-hmm. in Cabot. Mm-hmm. We've ordered that oven for Batesville. It's on the way. But, yeah, it's our fourth oven. We've been we've been fine-tuning the pizza deal now for about four or five years, and this this we're at the best pizza oh, point now. Oh, it's good. It's, it's very, it's, very good. It's been over a month since I've had the pizza, so it's about time I get it again. Well, it's yeah. just better when you make it right there as yeah, opposed sure. to pulling it out of the box. Yeah. That kind of pre-frozen stuff is is it, there's no way for that crust to be crisp if it's pre-frozen. Well, right? it it's was kind of really a, yeah. crisp. So very, good deal. very. Good deal. Crisp. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, it was and great. you know you can get a cold beer to go with it. I mean, just yeah, I saying, know. just saying. You know, can get a cold beer, and we've added to our choices at the private club for that. There's more of a variety. I don't know if you saw that on the menu board I hadn't or not. Been but yes, we've added some stuff because we do take requests. I mean. If you go to one of the cinemas and there's something that you want to eat that we don't have, shoot in an email. Just oh, click okay. contact us on the website. We take requests and also beverages. We've well, added quite a bit of different see, beers that people have asked for. your menu, you uh-huh. have the go-to that I always want. Which is? White Castle Slider. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. See, I'm from up north. Yeah. I love yeah. White Castle. It just yeah. kills me. That they're not down here. Oh, they should yeah. be. People don't know what they're missing. They don't. They don't. Oh, I love but the, them. the pizza goes love well with the babies. beer, but so does the White Castle. Yeah. But like good. A, a common order at Riverdale is the White Castle sliders and fat tire beer. Really? Yeah, it's like that's like a thing. I don't know why that's necessarily a thing, but it seems like that goes together, that particular beer with that food item. I don't know why. Uh Stella's real popular at Riverdale as well. The Stella's very, very popular. Mm-hmm. White Castle's popular. Now, at all the theaters, people like uh, Michelob Ultra. Yes. People like Michelob Ultra at all the theaters. Yeah, Dosecchi. Dosecchi Amber. We do. We do. Yeah, we have both. We've got the Lager and the the Dosecchi's Amber. I want the Amber. If I'm going to drink it. Yeah, and and the other thing that's popular, too, besides, uh, you know, Fat Tire at Riverdale, um, but at all the locations, Michelob Ultra, and then that Angry Orchard. That is very popular. She likes that? That is very popular. Uh, I've I've been kind of surprised at how uh, much that has caught on, but I don't know what it is about the fat tire. Fat tire is is popular. Can I can I tell Excuse you the me. thing that has come on at like gangbusters and I don't no. get it yet? Is this is a seltzer? I don't. Oh, those you t- know they taste like crap to me. That uh, that yeah. oh what is it man the what's the what's the name brand of that thing? We've got it now, but I I can't think of the name brand. It's like the. It, it became a thing back in the summer. Well, Budweiser's into it now. Yeah, but there's like a it's 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 it, there's a certain brand that goes with it. Something with that seltzer. I can't think of the name brand right now, but right. it is extremely popular, and we do carry that. And it came on back in the summer. Is it white something? Oh yes, yes it is, yes it is, yeah, yes it is. But I can't think of. The, I got some friends that drink it, and they said, "Here, yep. taste it, Dave." And I took a taste. I said, "I feel like that raccoon in that commercial." I and can't get this taste out of my mouth it. now. <laughs> I, I, you know, and and then the Yinglings or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's, yeah, that's new now. It's kind of new to the state. Yeah, and we've Less added than a year now. 
we've added that. So we, okay. we are on the seltzer thing, and we are on the Yingling's thing. Those, okay. those are two new popular flavors. But I think our most popular is Michelob Ultra, obviously Bud Light, uh, the Angry Orchard, and then the Fat Tire Beer for some reason. I, I, I don't know. All right. um, but we'll yeah. come back. We'll talk a little bit more about movies, remind you what's playing at all the theaters and then some of the uh, movies that are playing only at Riverdale 10. That's coming up in a moment here on 101.1 FM, the uh, answer. And, of course, it's the home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, Matt Smith is here, the uh, Look out now. movie mogul of uh, Arkansas. <laughs> he is part of— Oh, you you're know, killing are me. You, are you huh? looking to like to be the new player? Uh, are you going to move outside the state anytime? Well, I mean, I'm in the St. Louis area now. Okay. You know, um, you know, I, 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 I did some things probably that um, maybe slowed me down because okay. I have I have really looked at being an owner operator. Uh, if I'm going to move outside the state, I may have to look in just trying to you know pick up some spots. Uh, maybe in some shopping centers or picking up some spots that uh, are already existing. Well, I know you want to have hands-on, so yes, it's yes. very tough for you to be able to be hands-on if you're going to be, have places three, four hundred miles away. Well, I've got a I've got a district manager in the St. Louis area. Okay, and then you know Joseph, he's my Arkansas district manager. He's a good man. Yes, he does a good job. So, I think in order to grow, I've got to kind of change what I'm doing because the reality is. Um, it, it, there's, there's good and bad in this industry. Number one, every town that doesn't have a movie theater wants one. Yes. Every town that has a movie theater wants a new one. And they want a better one. That's yeah. exactly right. And and new being uh, luxury seating, uh, Dolby 7.1 surround sound, uh, alcoholic beverages, full food menus. Uh, that's how I would define new. So um, that being said, also, since the cinema industry is a mature industry in the in this nation, any town that can support a movie theater pretty much has one. So um, that limits your opportunities for growth. So I'm I've I've kind of thought about changing my strategy. Um, there's a lot of smaller market situations across America where big major chains have kind of abandoned the smaller market. Mm-hmm. And when you go look at those theaters, I mean, they're junk. And that's what I tell you. You know, you go to the movies there in Cabot, 25,000 people, or you go to the movies in Searcy, 20,000 people, and hands down, and I'm not just saying this. I mean, I, I research these things. Hands down, there's not a town of 25,000 people in North America that has a theater as nice as Cabot's. I right. mean, these places are junk. Because if you're a big multinational chain – and Cineworld owns Regal, and they are the uh, second largest chain in the world. Uh, AMC is the largest chain in the world. And so when you're talking about, um, you know, you're in the United States, Canada, Mexico, China, Western Europe, the U.K., parts of Russia, that's where these theaters are, or that's where these theater chains are now. When you're in markets of that size and you're in Moscow and, 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 and you know, Madrid and Miami, you're just not worried about a small American town that's got, you know, 30, 25,000, 20,000 people in it. And so those places are severely neglected. Um, I think there's opportunity across the country now, um, you know, not not just in Arkansas, but in surrounding states, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, where these places are neglected and they just need a refurbishment. 
and somebody somebody paying attention to gotcha. them. You know, so so that's that's kind of what I'm looking at as opposed to changing my strategy, you know, because for a long time I wanted to own the land, own the building, own the equipment, be an owner operator. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of places across the country like, I mean, man, you know, you talk about malls dying. There's a lot of malls that are dying, but the town still needs a movie theater. That's right. And it's got a mall. It's got a mall movie theater. And, and, and the mall may be dying, but people still want to go to the movies there. The theater needs a refurbishment. Doesn't really matter if the rest of the mall is empty, as long as the theater's nice and there's a parking lot there. Gotcha. There's a lot of opportunities like that across America. Uh, so I've kind of started relooking at what I'm doing, and I'm just I've just kind of been traveling around the country and just taking pictures of these dumps, you know, because they really are. And, and then, you go, so what will it take? Well, taking to bring pic- it back to life. Taking pictures of these dumps and then submitting those pictures of those dumps and the pictures of my operations to property owners mm-hmm. and saying, hey, man, by the way, you've got this property in fill-in-the-blank Texas, and this is your cinema. Do you realize that the stuff inside this cinema is 28 years old and it's crap? Okay. And- <laughs> I'm going to stop you there, okay? okay? I wanna, I'll want i have you come in on another sure. day, in fact, just to talk about the, the whole business. Here yes, we go. yes. I'm going to name some movies. You give you tell me thumbs up or okay. thumbs down, gotcha. all right? Gotcha, gotcha. These are movies that are going to come out here shortly. Okay. The Traitor. Thumbs uh, up, thumbs down. Uh, the Traitor? Yes. I've never even heard of that. Okay. Birds of Prey. Awesome. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Rock and roll. Okay. Jump on it. Get it. The, now. The Lodge. Up or down? Don't know nothing about it. Okay. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Awesome. Jump on it. Get your tickets. Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island. Uh, should be fair in the standard Bloomhouse tradition. Okay, and uh, what we got here? The Call of the Wild. Yes, awesome. Jump on it. Grab it. It's yours. All right, and last but not least, last of February, The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man, I'm not familiar with it. I wish I knew who the distributor was. Okay. Uh, that 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 might help me a little bit. Okay, I don't have that You don't for have you right the distributor. Now. Okay. No, because we're running out of time. Run I can't look it all up. All right, so those are some movies. Look, Birds of Prey looks interesting. That's going to be about, uh, you know, was it Harley Quinn? Yes, right? that's going to be huge. Yeah. That is February the 7th. You need to get those tickets. And by the way, The Turning is a movie you should probably mark on your calendar. That is the new Henry James, The Turn of the Screw Take. And yes. it should be very, very good. Matt, thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Riverdale10.com. Congressman Hill is up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, here's your news. All right, back with you. We're waiting, and I think that's Tim right now, for uh, Congressman Hill to give us a call. We'll have a half hour with him from Washington, D.C. Uh, we'll talk about uh, impeachment with him. We can talk to him at USMCA with him. We can talk about the China trade legislation that was signed this week. There's a lot of good things that are happening. I know that uh, the you know mainstream media, CNN, MSN, uh, and others are spending their time showing you the ridiculousness of uh, uh, of impeachment, the solemn moments going on with uh, Nancy Pelosi handing out commemorative pins 
watching the managers walk from the House to the Senate, and the only thing that is missing is the uh, coffin of the Democratic Party that they're carrying. So uh, let's say good good afternoon to uh, the congressman. Congressman Hill is with us. And, Congressman, how you doing today? Dave, I'm doing great. I just was sitting here chuckling on the uh, where is the horse with the saddle and stirrups. No kidding, man. <laughs> I watched them walking, oh, and I, I looked at my wife, and I said, all that's missing is, is a coffin, and they don't realize it's a coffin for the Democrat Party. It's been something to watch is all I can say. I'm, uh, I hope Americans that think this is going to be dispatched in a short period of time before the February 4th or whatever the date of the State of the Union is. Uh, it's Tuesday the 4th. Yeah. Right. I, Two weeks. I'm not, I'm not that optimistic, you know, so I hope that's the case, but I think need to settle in and be prepared for a longer Senate process. But we could be lucky. I think President Clinton was right at four weeks. It just depends on what happens. So are you amazed at how the Democrats, all of a sudden it's like all this new stuff comes out and they just throw it up against the wall to see what's going to stick? I mean, the guy, this guy, Parna, whatever his name is, I mean, he's looking at Huge jail time. People surely can understand the guy's trying to talk himself into a reduced sentence. Well, I have to tell you, I mean, I just, uh, this has been such a soap opera the whole time. Uh, it it did cross my mind that Speaker Pelosi held uh, the articles purposefully, knowing that this guy was going to have press interviews this week and the GAO is going to get in a debate with OMB on impoundment of funds related to the Ukraine military assistance. It's conceivable so that she opens up, you know, a new front propaganda public relations war as the Senate takes up their work. That crossed my mind. Of course, no one knows that's to be factual or not. Is it amazed you that the Democrats in the House have disparaged the Senate the way they have, basically saying, if you don't do this or you don't do that, this is nothing more than you're un-American, you're traitors, and this is a cover-up. Yeah, that's unattractive. I mean, we try to, uh, it used to be, not in the 100 years ago, you couldn't do that. Uh, you weren't able to comment on the other body. Uh, in the legislative branch, uh, that's changed over the years, and the rules have changed. But uh, the House has their process, has, has their rules, and the Senate has their process and their rules, and that's just the way it is. And mm -hmm. the House has no power over the Senate and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that's out of ignorance and spite and just politics on the part of House members that do that. But I don't believe that the strategy was well known as to why Nancy Pelosi did what she did uh, in the face of the absolute uh, global and United States emergency back in December when she crammed through a bad process, didn't use uh, the courts, and just rushed this whole impeachment thing before Christmas. And I say it wasn't known because um, I think Steny Hoyer is a straight shooter who's the 
majority leader in the House, and he was asked by the national media last week, what is the strategy here? Why has Nancy Pelosi delayed these articles? And he goes, I, I don't have a, I don't know. You'll have to ask her. So, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't carrying any party line on that issue. Yeah, it's it's been it's been very disappointing to say the least. It's been disheartening to be really honest about it. I'm so grateful to Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley of Iowa for coordinating and effectively getting the USMCA, the United States Mexico Canada trade deal, through the Senate six committee review process yep. and a vote before these this uh, impeachment. Uh, process ties up the Senate for potentially a month. They won't do anything else based on the rules of the Senate. We are blessed by that. So hats off to uh, Chuck Grassley and Mitch McConnell for moving quickly uh, so that uh, America has done its part now and ratified the uh, USMCA. And all we have to do now is wait a few weeks, as I understand it, for Canada to complete their approval process. Mexico is all finished. So we can pivot right there, and let's pivot away from uh, impeachment because that's the big negative that's just sitting like a wet blanket on, I believe, the uh, Wall Street even going bigger than what it has already. But you now have the USMCA. You have the first phase of the China deal. You have what we've done with South Korea. You have what we've done with Japan. You have what we've done with France. This president is going to go down in history as doing more with trade than any president in the history of America. Do you agree with that? I think there's no argument there. Last week was a historic week to have step one of the China deal uh, announced and signed after two painful years of work and then get USMCA through the Senate. These were these were big. Everything you just outlined is pro-growth in the United yes. States. Pro, uh, or I should say complementary of America being the best place to live and work in the world. Complementary to, you'll never out-compete an American worker, inventor, entrepreneur, service employee, technology expert, if... You have open markets and fair access to those markets. And what President Trump has done is make that a cornerstone, not only what he campaigned on back in 16, but what he's what he's done as president. Many other things he's tackled. He's tackled religious freedom in an amazing way. He's tackled our border security down along the southwest border and made that a cornerstone. But if you boil down Uh, what he's done on domestic economic policy. What's that? Regulatory rollback, regulatory reform, tax reform, first meaningful tax reform in 30 years, and then uh, trying to reset uh, global trade relations after a pretty status quo situation over the past 25 years, really. really, It's been status quo. We've made a few incremental hits uh, here and there, you know, along the way. But President Clinton struggled with China, and then President Bush and President Obama made some marginal changes. And so my hat's off to this administration for how hard they worked on trade. I haven't agreed with every tactic, but he is getting his list done on trade. Yeah, and great things for 
uh, not only just America in general, but for Arkansas in particular? Yeah, because let's let's look first at uh, USMCA. Uh, why is it important? Uh, it's important because Canada and Mexico are the biggest locations for our trade in Arkansas, manufactured goods or agricultural commodities. And to have any uncertainty there, uh, any concerns about uh, keeping uh, a trade arrangement in place would have had devastating uh, impacts here. We have over 100,000 Arkansans working on that, and we all know that this opens up uh, various aspects of the market, uh, which will help Arkansas firms. Help Arkansas is a location to put a business because we're close to uh, Mexico and we're right in the center of the country. So I view that as a, a, a growth engine for both the U.S. and for Arkansas. Uh, estimates range on economic activity, a uh, couple hundred, maybe up to a couple hundred thousand jobs, new jobs in the U.S. I would say most of those related to Canada and Mexico will be in manufacturing in the um, auto supply chain would be my instinct based on reading it. But there are dairy jobs that could be impacted and, and certainly others. And then China, after three, we've had three farm years, all of us in Arkansas know that we've had three tough weather years in farm farming. It's either been too wet <laughs> at planting time yep, or it's been too wet at harvest time. And we've suffered um, the last three years as a result with flooding and different amounts of water on either end of the cycle. And we've had uncertainty on uh, commodity prices. And a big part of that uncertainty is China. And uh, by hanging in there, uh, President Trump has got a good deal on agriculture, energy, and manufacturing, and services. I think people talk about beans because that's what all the politicians are talking about. That's what um, um, seems to get all the headlines, soybean, soybean, soybean. Well, let's but talk about you, rice. Yeah, it's good for rice. Uh, energy, exporting American energy. Yes. You know, our exporting of clean, liquefied natural gas, which has the lowest CO2 output of fossil fuels, and the lowest, our gas is cleaner than, say, Russian gas, dramatically. Um, so we are helping countries when we do that. Who has the biggest pollution and CO2 problem in the world? China. So if we can export gas to them, that's good for them. It actually cut uh, the trade deficit last year between South Korea and the U.S. almost in half because of LNG exports to Asia. It's amazing. It really it, Remember when this president was elected? I, me, I keep mentioning this. I talked to Senator Bozeman earlier uh, this week, and I said, remember when the president was elected and everybody said, Wall Street was going to go in the tank, that our economy was swirling the toilet, and on and on and on. And now look at where we are. It's incredible. Well, to me, the biggest change, uh, first of all, we have had faster economic growth than we had uh, the 10 years, uh, starting with the crisis years, obviously the last year and a half or so of President Bush, and then all eight years of President uh, Obama. We've had faster growth. I know people are debating, you know, how much faster, but it's been faster. 
But the two things that are even more important to that GDP output is higher productivity growth, more output per hour worked. That's gone up, which means the more people are working, people have been brought back into the workforce that were out of the workforce. Millions of people are off public assistance. And finally, and very importantly, real wages, wages after adjusted for inflation are up and growing robustly, and they're the best for those with less than a college degree and those at the lower end of the initial earning. And that's a great, that's such a great story. If you ask me, the president runs on that. He wins so big, it's going to be incredible come November. We'll talk further about this. Got to get a break in, uh, Congressman. Congressman French Hill is with us from District 2 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to continue talking with him for just a few moments more right after this break here on 101.1 FM, The Answer Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All right, back with you. Let's finish up with uh, Congressman French Hill here from uh, the second district. He calls in once a week. Typically, it's on Wednesday. Today, it's on Friday. He had business he had to take care of on Wednesday. Let's talk about a little bit about Iran, if you don't mind, uh, Congressman. Over the week uh, in the debate on Tuesday, we had Biden saying Obama's platform on Iran, the deal that he and Kerry came up with, uh, was working fantastically. And uh, Senator Warren basically said, uh, I will pass a law saying that America will have no first strike capability. And she also said that uh, she'd like to move to where we do not need nuke weapons. Are these people living in a fairy tale? Are they taking acid? What is going on? None of what they're saying is true. Well, yeah, let's take those, let's break those down. Uh, first of all, the vi- former vice president uh, knows that that's not correct. Uh, Iran, his deal, the president, President Obama's deal, negotiated by John Kerry, supported by Vice President Biden, even though it was a multilateral effort, and even though those countries supported it, was filled with Swiss cheese. And what no one's mentioning on that uh, debate stage is that it's already expired. This deal is expiring. There was yeah. only a three-year window on this non-uranium uh, enrichment piece and some of the commitments that Iran made. And this was one of my key flaws. I'd be happy to send you the talk I gave about this back in 2015 and put it on your Facebook page. No delivery technology prohibition in the agreement, meaning in Soleimani took the money released by those uh, JCPO members and bought ballistic missiles from Russia, those that were launched into Iraq last week. Second point, no uh, limitation on research to any extent. As I say, the enrichment prohibitions were only very short term. The breakout was delayed not for some decade, not for 15 years, but just for a few months. And these were some of the key flaws in the agreement. Second, or the next set of flaws, uh, inspections. You can't have a nuclear arrangement. You can't have any verification in any kind of a uh, uh, arms control arrangement if you don't have vigorous independent inspection. Mm-hmm. And that was weak in this agreement and not fully verified uh, as to what the Iranians were doing or not doing. 
So I would argue they weren't fully in compliance with the agreement during the period of time. Yes, President Trump wanted to pull out of the agreement because he believes that we have to deal with the ballistic missile threat. We have to prohibit the development of a nuclear weapon and get them to concur with that, not just delay it, stop it. Uh, And finally, that we address their role in terrorism in the region. These are complicated issues. They take time. They probably all can't be dealt with. But those were some of the failings of the agreement. Uh, And uh, the maximum pressure campaign the president's proposed is, I think, the right approach to bring them back to the table. All right. How about Elizabeth Warren? I mean, come on. Well, this has been adjudicated. You know, I think President Reagan, uh, during the height of the nuclear freeze movement, say 1979 to 1985, 86, President Reagan, I believe, firmly uh through the way he conducted himself and the policies of George Shultz, our Secretary of the State at the time, and President Reagan, proved that that is a failed strategy as it relates to uh, reducing nuclear risk, nuclear proliferation, and arms control. Uh, we got good arms control work between Gorbachev and Reagan and Star Wars, which was derided at the time as an absolute joke and that President Reagan was crazy was an absolute kingpin in that in terms of giving America leverage to reduce uh, nuclear weapons. This is a key area, and while Elizabeth Warren doesn't know anything about it, I do believe the United States and Europe, particularly uh, Germany, the United Kingdom, and France, uh, can work to have a new new arrangement uh, on uh, intermediate distance nuclear weapons and particularly strategic weapons. Uh, potentially. But this time, Dave, and it's tougher. I mean, let's think about this. This is where you have to engage China. Yeah. Uh, Normally, we have grown up, you and I, our lives have been 100% centered on a nuclear first strike threat, potentially from the Soviet Union and then Russia. That's correct. And and I, I mean, I would argue that while that is still a potential, that rogue actors like Iran, which is why the president's right about his position there, North Korea, that's why the president's right about his position there, and now potentially strategically China have to be engaged on this topic. Not easy to do, but we have the right people in place that know how to do it. But a nuclear freeze is not a strategy. I, that is a talking, that's a talking point. I agree with you. Congressman, we're out of time. I want you to have a great weekend, all right? Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week and all the best. All right. Thank you very much. That's Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He does that every week with us, a half hour. We talk about the big issues that are going on, and you get to hear from him firsthand, as the old saying goes, from the horse's mouth. And uh, we're going to work hard at getting the senators involved with this more often as well, as well as Congressman Westerman. I'd like to get uh, these folks all going where we hear from all of them, if not weekly, at least monthly, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Big news coming up next week that we'll bring to you. Uh, Gives you something to think about. Coming up in the next hour, though, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Mike Rupert is going to join with us. He is a a trainer, uh, athletic trainer, and he's very good on talking about 
getting back into your workouts after you've been injured. I want to talk to him about that. As you know, for almost six months now, I've been dealing with this thing with my foot. I haven't been able to, to lift because I had a pick in my arm and all kinds of stuff. I want to talk to him about how do you go about restarting what you were doing and you were really getting at it. I had bought extra weights and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to talk to him about how you can make that happen. And in the final hour, you're going to hear from uh, Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett, and I've got some interesting audio from the big debate between the folks up in Jonesboro, Cooper and Sullivan. That's all coming your way. Stick around. we got a lot of interesting things for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, the answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. And in the next hour, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about body because that's really important. If you don't keep your, as I like to say, if you don't keep your temple up, everything else falls apart too. It just, it just happens. And sitting in the studio with me today, somebody who's new, haven't heard him before, but he works uh, for Jake over at Club Fit 30. And uh, I was trying to get Jake and get uh, Steve Worley on, and uh, they were out of uh, sorts today, couldn't get in. But they said, hey, we got this guy by the name of Mike Rupert. We think that yeah, you'd really benefit for having him on. So bringing him on today. And let me tell you, he doesn't look like your typical trainer. Hey, check out the beard, man. <laughs> I mean, you don't think of a trainer with the with the big beard, you know, but he is the man. He is the man, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, recovery from injury and strengthening your body and things of that nature. We want to talk to him about that. I'm personally, I'm going to talk to him about where I'm at right now. And because I'm uh, doctors are telling me my foot's supposed to be well here in a, a couple of weeks. And when that happens, I'm going to step it up again. I had stepped it up last year and then September happened, and by the time I got to November, everything was off the rails at that yeah. point. And you know that if your body is giving you problems, uh, you got real problems trying to, you know, stay working out and exactly. things of that nature. Exactly. I mean, I got dumbbells from 2 pounds to 40 pounds. So I can get a good workout just with dumbbells. For sure. All right? I've got Olympic bars. I got 300 pounds of, of uh, plates. I'm, I mean, I can get at it when I want to get at it. And then I, I was really getting at it. I was a gym rat for years. And then I really sold out to my career that moved me back from that a little bit. I wish I hadn't, but I did. I ballooned up to 245. I, uh, when I was competing in baseball and things like that, I was about 190. 
I'm down now to 183 from the 245. So I've made some strides. You certainly have. Last year was a good year for weight. Now I need a, a good year of putting muscle back on, get back maybe, I don't know, 190, 195. I don't think I ever want to break 200 again. You know, I'm not going to play in the NFL. Yeah. I'm not well, going to do that. Um, like, movement truly is the best medicine. I mean, especially coming back from an injury, just being able to move. The it doctor, feels uh, good. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they tell you to just, just rest, just rest, just rest. And that could be the worst thing you're doing. Right. You know, your body starts to atrophy, the muscles start to atrophy, and that just aids in uh, increasing your injury. You, let me tell you what. I stand in front of the mirror sometimes, and I remember what I looked like back in September, and it was all starting to come together. Things were starting to cut right and looking good. Yeah. And now I look, and the muscles have atrophied. There are folds in my skin that I want to get rid of as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, by the time summer comes around again, I want to be able to take my shirt off and not worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the, the, your body's resilient, and it'll come back a lot quicker than you think. All right. Well, remember, muscle memory is yeah. there. There's no doubt about that. All right, so let me have you introduce yourself okay. uh, to my, my listeners. And uh, I'm going to learn a little bit. He just told me he's been up for a dozen years. He's been up in my old stomping ground where yeah. I grew up at in Chicago. Uh, by choice, were you up there? I was up there by choice. Okay. Yeah. What made you go to but Chicago? But I chose to come back. Okay. Well, yeah. And that's good because yeah. you want to get back yeah. where it's sane. But <laughs> you tell me, yeah. what what made you want to go to Chicago? Um, I took a uh, certification test there in 99 when I was enrolled at University of Central Arkansas. Okay. Um, for personal training. And I went up there and I just fell in love with the city. I was like, I'll, I'll want to live here one day. And then I got the opportunity and I took it. And uh, it was, Chicago was good to me. I mean, it's a great place to here's, work. Here's what I say it's a great place to visit. It's, but you don't want to live here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, pretty much what I did is, is I just went to work and went home. So it, it really was All no right. different than living here. Right. Uh, you know, uh, people ask about the cold all the time, and, you know, I'd, I'd walk two blocks to work, park my car, walk two blocks. I didn't spend a lot of time in the cold. But here's the bad. key, and I tell people this. Hey, you go downtown in those wind tunnel streets. It's windy. And it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i literally done Dumb and Dumber uh, in Chicago. I've taken friends there, and it'd be so cold that the snot freeze to your face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's windy, it's a different story. That's oh, for sure. God. If it's not windy, if it's three degrees and sunny, you'd oh, be surprised. Nice. It's not that bad. Yeah. But if it's 15, 20 mile an hour winds and three <laughs> degrees and, oh, yeah. 20, 30 degrees below zero. Yeah. Wind chill, man, <laughs> it's cold. It is really cold. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is still my favorite city to go back to because uh, I, I lived there for 27 years. So that as was far as big city life. goes, it's my favorite big city. Well, people are nice there; yeah. they really are, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there's part. It's like any other city. There's parts of the city you do not meander into. Right, you're yeah. asking for trouble. Chicago's very segregated. They keep everything. They do. Uh, they keep the crime pretty localized. And and but that's the people. Yeah, the people want to live segregated. Mm, yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on from talking about that. We're starting to lean into politics. I didn't want to talk politics while while we've got Mike here. I want to talk about getting in shape, staying in shape, and especially uh, from injury. Okay. Because that's tough. 
It's it really tough. So you're good with rushing kettles. Uh, kettlebells is my specialty, that's for sure. I mean, okay, so what is what is it about kettlebells that's better than free weights? Uh, you, when you're using free weights, you're doing bicep curls or you're doing a shoulder press. Right. There's, they're, they're not athletic movements. They don't translate into anything you do in everyday life. You'd never lift anything like you would a bicep curl. Well, you're right. So a kettlebell is a total body movement, and you're incorporating just about every muscle group you have to, if you're doing what's called a Turkish get-up, you're lying in the floor and, and you go to a stand-up position holding a heavy weight over your head. So you have to have good shoulder stability. <clears throat> uh, you have to have a strong core, and um, you have to be able to hold that weight overhead the entire time. So it's time under tension. You spend more time under tension. The movements are more explosive, like the kettlebell swing. And um, we basically teach six movements, and we don't think of it as a workout. We think of it more as a practice. So more like martial arts or yoga, mm-hmm. and you're trying to master those skill sets. And if you can master those skill sets, your everyday life becomes easier. Really? You're going to pick things up easier. You're going to move easier. Um, it's just um, amazing the number of people who can't get up off the floor. As, especially as we get older. I'm 51 years old. Um, uh, there's a strength coach I listen to and I've been coached by, and he quoted a study and said, once you reach 50, if you were to take a fall and hurt your hip and your buddy, same age, was to be diagnosed with cancer at the same time, his two-year survival rate is far greater than yours. That's amazing about the hip because a lot of elderly people, and I'm – at the point where I almost have to include myself because yeah. I'm going to be 67 in February, that if you fall and break your hip, your chances of dying they're, they're are increased. hugely yeah. increased. Right. And so um, what the kettlebell movements do is they, they really concentrate on your trunk region. The butt is like a springy muscle, and it's one of the first muscle men lose. You know, as we get older, the butt goes away. So the kettlebells, your hip hinge is so important in the kettlebell swing, in the kettlebell clean, in the kettlebell snatch, and all the movements basically that we do, that you will always have strong glutes. And we work the posterior chain. So it's, it's primarily working the backside of your body with these movements. Even the pressing comes from your back. So you're talking about your lats and your the lats, back? Yes. Those wings mm-hmm. back there? Yes. Talking about uh, your glutes, then you're right. talking about your hammies and your things hammies, like that. Yeah. And so when we come into this world, we come in in the fetal position. And when we go out of this world, closer to death, we return to the fetal position. And what do guys train when they're in the gym? They train their biceps, bench press, leg press. And what does that do? It pulls you forward. The kettlebells straighten you up. They bring you back up to proper posture. It's gonna, a lot of postural correction stuff happens. Okay, so are you telling me that you can use kettles? Can you get the same cuts that you get from using, you well, know, that's free weights? A, uh, but or is it not a? It's it's it's, it's different. I can. Is it the build difference your, between you if might, you're a football player and you're a swimmer? The conditioning or the no, the appearance? The, the appearance. The appearance. Okay, uh, uh, I would say that dumbbells and like bodybuilding movements, like shoulder press and bicep curls, that's more. Bless you. Um, I would say that's uh, kind of falls in line. Call it like Ken and Barbie. So that's going to give okay. you. That's more of a cosmetic 
okay. physique, which is fine when you're younger. But when you get older, you need to be able to move. I'm getting older, you know. I and so, am older. <laughs> um, and we're all, believe it or not, I think if you if 365 days from today, you'll be another year older. I mean, it's so yeah, uh, we're all getting older all the time. So as we start to approach our 40s and 50s, feeling good becomes more important than looking good. So, but you can still be lean. You can still be strong. You can still have crazy endurance. And what I've learned with my kettlebell training is I've trained all kinds of athletes, and it doesn't matter what their sport is. If it's tennis, golf, jiu-jitsu, baseball, your movement comes from your hips. Your power comes from your hips. Oh, absolutely. And it all translates. So the kettlebells is going to add to um, an easier life later in life, I would say. Okay. But there are certainly... I mean, there are people that bodybuilding is their sport, and and props to them. Well, you know, I love I love doing it. I yeah. mean, I love to see the changes. But yeah. I'm listening to what you're saying about using uh, the kettlebells, yeah. and I'm thinking maybe what I need to do is do both. It, yeah, it can just be a tool. It's primarily the the tool I use, but it can be a tool that that everybody should use. The problem with kettlebells is every gym has them. And hardly anybody knows how to use them. That's yeah, I agree. Uh, I look, you know, I look at them. They're on, by the wall, and I'm and it's the same. It's like medicine balls. Yeah. You know, I look at medicine balls the same way, and I go, those look interesting, but I don't know where to even start with that. They're if used properly, they're probably the safest thing to use in the gym. If used inappropriately, they're probably the most dangerous thing to use. But even if you were to take someone, a beginner who's never lifted weights. It's safer to start them with a kettlebell than it is on a machine. Because when you sit on a machine, you're not having to balance. All mm-hmm. you're having to do is just sit and press something overhead, right. which is fine for building shoulder strength, but it doesn't translate in anything you do in your life, and um, it doesn't increase your balance. When you're holding a kettlebell, you're doing it on your two feet, and you're having to move that kettlebell through a swing pattern or overhead, so it requires a lot of balance, stability, shoulder stability, um, strong core. It's, there's a lot more involved to it. So the learning curve, I tell everybody, when I'm teaching a new client, when they come in, it may take me three hours to teach them how to swing a kettlebell properly. So three sessions. So the learning curve is kind of a straight line for a long period of time, and then it just shoots straight up. Hockey stick. Hockey stick. Exactly. That's a perfect analogy. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. We'll come back. We'll talk further. It's 20 minutes after 4. Mike Rupert is with us from Club Fit 30. You know about them. Jake has talked about them. Mike, if somebody wants to call you and and uh, they're listening to what you say about kettlebells, they've been wanting to try it, they they need somebody to train them, where do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can get hold of me through Jake. Just okay. Just Club Fit 30. Um, so inst- dot, is it clubfit30.com? Clubfit30.com. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And it's 3-0. It's not... G-H-R-N-O. No, it's three zero. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got an Instagram page too. I'd actually have to look up the the call sign on it though. Okay, well, if you go to your Instagram page, just type in Mike Rupert. He'll probably pop up. I'm going to add him today. It's, it's uncommon strength. Okay, is the uh, uncommon strength? Uncommon strength. Okay, think about that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add him into my Instagram when we come back. We'll uh, I'll have Elizabeth put all of this on my Facebook page so you'll be able to find him. I'm gonna take a picture of him in a moment and send it to Elizabeth, and we'll put it on the 
on my Facebook page. Uh, we thank you for listening today and watching. They're watching you on that camera over there on the Facebook Live. Stick around. we got more coming here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer, the home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, if you're uh, tuned in, Mike Rupert is our guest. He is a physical fitness trainer with Club Fit 30. Their website is clubfit30.com. You can find him on Instagram as well at uh, Uncommon Strength. There's an underscore between Uncommon and Strength and an underscore at the end, but I think if you probably type in Uncommon Strength, it'll pop up. And just, uh, you know, like him and follow what he's uh, showing you on on Instagram. It's in, This has been interesting for me because lot, people who know me know I spend a lot of time uh, working out with weights. I love free weights. I've, I, I fell in love with them when I was in late in junior high and never turned back. There's just something about lifting weights, and you get to a certain point, and then you go, I can do another set, or I can do another another rep or I can do another five pounds or whatever. And it just drives you and it, it, and it has driven me for years and I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. My, my, my doctors say I'm one of the fastest healing people they've ever met. That was my, my cardiologist when I had my, my quintuple bypass and I was up and back at work in two weeks and, uh, now with Dr. Driscoll, she she's amazed that I'm my, Look, I had a hole in my foot that went from the sole of my foot to the top of my foot, wow. and it is now totally healed inside, and uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's it really the way you is. take care of yourself. I'm going to tell you what, you're going to love this. Have you done the hyperbaric chamber thing yet? I haven't. It's incredible. Yeah. It really has a, a, a dynamic effect on you. I, I was reading about a woman who lost a leg. And she literally grew back two extra arteries really? in her leg from wow. you know, getting that pure yeah. oxygen. It's pretty impressive, to be honest. But Mike works with Russian, the Russian dumbbells, Russian, right? Russian kettle, yeah, the, the, the kettlebell is an ancient Russian tool to fight weakness. Okay. So. It's pretty cool. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie, and I'm a big movie buff, okay. Eastern Promises. You watch the movie Eastern Promises, and they mention those uh, in in the movie. And I've read a lot about it. I've never used them. Mike has just about convinced me. Uh, actually, I got to come over. You, and, you have and to do come this. over. I actually found an, a kettlebell in a Civil War museum in Vicksburg. Was it was it home? I, and was I, it I, home I, I asked him. I asked him at the museum. I was like, "Do you know what this is?" And and they had no idea. <clears throat> but it was a kettlebell. Okay, so was it homemade? Did somebody uh, like had it, yeah m- melded? The, they they uh, think no one really knows the exact history of kettlebells, but they think that they may have been used to weight down plows at one point. Wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, this really is. This is cool. Okay, so you say, and and this is something I'm really in, in, uh, intent on, is getting back my core strength. Yes. All right, because that's the first thing. As far mm-hmm. as I'm, that's the first thing to go. Yeah. When you got you can't work out anymore. So with kettlebells, you can really attack your core. You sure can. You have to. That's it, what its primary focus is. Because you said something earlier on in the interview is re- very important. You start naming a bunch of sports, mm-hmm. golf, mm-hmm. tennis, baseball, basketball, things of that nature. All of that is dependent on how tough your core is. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
there was an article years ago in ESPN the magazine, and it basically said the people with the biggest butts are the best athletes. And if you look at <laughs> Charles Barkley, yeah, you know Frank Thomas. Um, I don't have a really big butt, but I had strong upper legs and tough abs. Yeah, so I could. I was a baseball player, so. Anybody who's played baseball, let me tell you what, whether you're an infielder, outfielder, a pitcher, a catcher, or whatever, it's in your abs and in your hips where your power comes mm-hmm. from. Fair all enough. of it. Yes. All of it. Mm-hmm. Throwing and all of it. Yes. And, and and then that power comes from being able to relax. Like that, I saw something the other day. It said the average person and the, prof- the professional athlete, they can tense at the same rate. But the professional athlete can relax about 800 times faster than the average person. Stay that, with me. Okay, stay okay. with me. You keep that thought. We're going to come back and pick up on it when we return. we got to get your news for you. got a minute of news coming up here at 1011 FM. The answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, I hope that you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am. You enjoying this one, Zach? Yeah, he's saying, yeah, he's really enjoying it too because I haven't sat down and talked to somebody uh, in the fitness field that's into the the Russian kettlebells, and I'm I'm learning a lot, and I'm going to learn more when they, you know, finally let me get put both of my uh, my shoes on instead of just one, and I can get back into the gym and work out. I'm going to take Mike Rupert up on his uh, in, invite, come over and find out what this Russian kettlebell is all about. He's over at Club Fit Thirty. It's up in Hillcrest. Right. Uh, you go on to, on the, online to uh, clubfit30.com. You'll find all the information there. Uh, it's called Fit 30 because they have a lot of 30-minute classes over at the club, and they can get get you in shape. And I can just tell you, Jake Snowden is the man. He knows his business. He knows about fitness. He's a great guy, uh, and uh, he's honest. I mean, you go to some of these places and they say, we'll get, you can come over and sign up for free. And then they tell you that there's this monthly charge that goes along with the free. And I go, no, no, free means there's no monthly right, charge. Right. You know? and, I got, and I've walked out on them because of it. But uh, clubfit30.com and then on Instagram, it's uncommon underscore strength underscore. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm already got on with you oh, so i'll be following you know that i got your number <laughs> you're in trouble so mike and i have been talking about the whole thing about russian kettlebells so if you got a question feel free don't be don't be shy a two three oh nine six five you can ask him about this a two three oh nine six five but let me try to draw together in that first half hour what we what we said lifting Free weights, all right? Those are, you know, when you put the plates yeah. on the on the thing now. I only have one machine, and that is I've got a cage so that I can do, uh, you know, my presses and stuff, and it can grab the bar if for some reason I fail, and uh, it will keep it from crushing my chest. Uh, but everything else that I use, I use free weights, dumbbells, I use you know, preacher bar and things of that nature. And, uh, but what he has told me is that as you're working out with weights, you know, the way you do your, your weight workout is not indicative of how you live your life as far as how you move. 
Russian kettlebells, on the other hand, uses a full range of motion so right. that you'll be able to move better. And generate the most power. It you makes the, you the okay. most efficient. Okay. All okay. right. It make you really strong it, as well. You'll be strong. Your endurance will increase. They've, they've done um, studies with runners, long-distance runners, and had them swing kettlebells, and just the power they get from swinging a kettlebell has increased their stride. Okay. Because they put more power into the ground. When but they, see, that makes sense to me because yeah. you, 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 I know so many uh, runners that, you know, run with dumbbells in their hands mm-hmm. and they're getting that, yep. that, that stride going mm-hmm. and they got that extra weight yep. that they're moving. Uh, if, if I take someone and just do kettlebell swings with them for a month and they don't bench press for a month, I can almost promise them their bench press will be greater at the end of the month than it was before. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Because I was pressing about 145 when I uh, had this happen. So when I go back, I'm going to start at about 90. All right. You'll be amazed because it, it's, it's, we focus on shoulder stability and uh, grip strength. And the way you hold a, even a straight bar is going to change after you mess play with the kettlebell for a little while. Okay, so I'll how, coach your grip. How good, how good is this for your, your shoulders? I mean, uh, Lifting weights can be pretty detrimental to your shoulders. Well, kettlebells will make them bulletproof. Really? Yeah. They make you anti-fragile. That's very cool. Yeah. Does it get in? Does it bother? You know, the. Uh, I've had both of my shoulders rebuilt. I played baseball. What can I as say? As long as you have full range of motion. I got you that. You can put that arm back, bicep behind your ear, then I, I can work with you. And I'll, okay. I'll make your shoulders so strong. You don't, you, you'll be surprised how much more you're going to use your lat muscles to do presses, even a bench press now after training with kettlebells. All right. So uh, for my listeners that are listening and uh, are, are, are saying, I can, I can hear, I can hear the, the muscle heads uh, out there going, oh, no. You know, you know dude, have an open mind. Yeah. Listen, have an open mind about this. How, how much weight do you start off with typically? A kettlebell. Um, well, let me say this about the muscle heads. I trained that way the same way they did for a long time, twenty years. You know, it wasn't until two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen that I got into kettlebells. And how did you get into them? Um, actually, I worked in a, a gym in Chicago, and we it was a we had probably two hundred personal trainers that worked out of that one facility. Wow! And uh, I had a friend. His name is Arturis, and he's from Lithuania, and he introduced us to kettlebells. Eastern European, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And so he introduced us to them, and. Um, and then I had a couple other friends that got involved with them, and they went through this certification and talked me into going through it. And I didn't even see the point in going through a Russian kettlebell certification. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, I'm not certified in dumbbells. Why do I need a kettlebell certification? Yeah, I got you. But I went through it, and uh, honestly, I have my degree in exercise science. That three-day certification was worth 100 times more than my, my college degree. As far as knowledge base, coaching cues, and what I learned, I took more from that three days than anything else I've ever taken in my life. Wow. Um, so I'd strongly, if anybody's interested in Russian kettlebells, uh, the Russian kettlebell certification is A1. Okay. A1. Very, very, very cool. Um, but as far as how is it better than, uh, it, it just depends on what your goals are. You know, if, if your goal is bodybuilding and you're, and you're more worried about the cosmetic appearance, uh, yeah, if you're going to the gold yeah. and you're going to yeah. be standing up in front of judges, then right. you're going then, to have to use yeah, regular weights. You should stick to bodybuilding. But unless your sport is bodybuilding, 
or you're going through some type of rehab, there's really no other reason that I can think of to sit down on a machine and do a machine-based workout or to do a bicep curl. Do a pull-up. That works your biceps and your forearms. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do, I haven't done a bicep curl. I don't know when, but, uh, but I do a lot of pull-ups. So you're, you know, that's basically a bicep curl. Oh, dips. Yeah, dips. Body weight exercises. So if you can manage your body weight, you know, I've, I have clients come to me all the time. And they're like, why is it so hard to do this? Because, you know, I can curl 40 pounds. I was like, because that's all you're curling is 40 pounds. You're not, now you're doing your body weight plus 40 pounds. Right. That's the difference. That's a huge difference. Yeah. It really is. That's a huge difference. All right. So Mike Rupert is going to be with us for the rest of this half hour. Again, if you have a question, 823-0965. 823-0965. You ready to play a song for us, Zach? Give away some foreigner tickets. You want to do that? Okay. So here's how this works. We're going to play a song for you. You tell us, uh, you're going to tell Zach who the group is and then what the name of the song is. And you got to be exact on the song. Okay. And if you get it, we've got two tickets for you to go see Foreigner, Kansas, and Europe, all in concert coming up in September in South Haven, Mississippi. It's going to be a big, big show. You want to be part of it. So here's the song. You hear this song. And uh, it'll take us into the break. And you call Zach at 823-0965. First person gets it right, gets the tickets here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Zach. Who was our winner? Okay, our winner is Peggy Russell. Okay. And she's from Maumelle. She's from Maumelle. Yeah. Because the last three have all been from the Benton area. It's crazy. Were they, like, related to each other yeah. or something? Hey, how you, know you know what's so funny about that is that's the, the people who called me and said, well, you know, I don't hear your station is good down here. And I'm like, dude, I know you can hear me. I've well, been down the- there and... Well, that's the one guy who's always traveling, you know, up to Indiana last week. He says that, hey, he can hear the show fine. Yeah. You know, it people, just, you know, there people, are ways. You know, bitchers got a bitch. That's all I can say about that. People are I'm going the, to complain. I'm the only one who'll say that on the radio, all right? But bitchers got a bitch. That's, that's just, funny. They're not happy unless they do. All right. Uh, Mike Rupert is our guest. Don't forget, he's with Club Fit 30. Go to clubfit30.com uh, as well as uncommon lower score strength lower score on instagram all right so mike i want you to tell the story about your back okay this is important um probably 2003 i believe i was living in in birmingham alabama at the time and um i was training for the chicago marathon and uh, so pretty much got away from weightlifting yeah and over the course, I was not a very good runner. I was never, uh, I probably should have had some, taken one of these coaching sessions on running. Um, so my form wasn't great. Anyway, over time, hunched over running, put a lot of stress on my back. Um, and I wound up having a couple of bulging discs in the middle of my back, which is that it was an unusual place to have a bulging disc. And it took doctors probably about six or eight months to figure out 
where the pain was coming from. And um, when they found it, they were like, well, what, what did you do? Were you in a car wreck? Did you fall off a roof? I mean, this is not common to have um, a buzzing disc in your thoracic part of your vertebrae. Right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> they, um, what had happened was when I started running, I quit working out. I probably had that bulging disc for some time, and the muscles started to atrophy. And when they started to atrophy, I didn't have any stability in my spine. And then that aggravated the bulging disc, and I could feel the pain. So um, it got to the point where I, I would get up out of bed at night to go to the bathroom, and I would just collapse. My legs wouldn't even hold me up. Uh, I would moan and groan all night, wake myself up moaning and groaning. Um, started taking pain pills. Um, I was on oh, pain, man, not I was on, good. I, was, I got hooked on pain pills. Yeah. Um, it was a bad, bad time in my life. And so for probably 2003 to 2007, um, or 2004, 2007, I struggled with that back pain. And I went to the doctor, um, and everything helped. Nothing cured me. So um, I went doctor. I had to have an epidural block where they put me to sleep. I did chiropractic. Ooh. I did uh, massage therapy, physical therapy. They all helped a little bit, but I never got better. And I, and I finally got to the point where I was so frustrated. And then that that gets in your head. You get depressed. And then you're, you know, I'm already dependent on pain pills. And, and um, I was just a mess. And I decided I was going to get better. And I quit going to the doctor. Okay. Uh, and I was fortunate. I worked, I worked in a senior citizen um, fitness center in Birmingham, Alabama, at a hospital. And I opened the gym every day. So I started doing assisted pull-ups. And I, I, honestly, I couldn't even put a coat on my back because the, the weight of the coat was so debilitating it would take my breath away. Oh, my Lord. So holding a three-pound dumbbell was not yeah. – was, was painful to me. But hanging felt really good because it lengthened my spine. It took the pressure off my spine. Okay. So I got onto the assisted pull-up machine. I probably weighed 160, 170 pounds at the time. So I put on 160 pounds of assistance. So I was basically doing pull-ups with 10 pounds. I, 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 couldn't, I could only do 10 pounds. I couldn't pull my body weight. And when I could do three sets of 10, I would drop a plate. And I could do three sets of 10. I'd drop, and over about six or seven months, I got to where I could do a pull-up. And then after I, when I got to that point, I was starting to feel better. And then I could do three sets of 10. And, and honestly, there for about... Ooh, 10 or 12 years, there wasn't a day it went by I didn't do a pull-up because I was so scared of falling back into that. But uh, very rarely so, will I so take a So what do you think that, happened? Do you think that it stretched out your spine? No, I think it, that, well, a, a combination is that the hanging does feel good. Okay, because it takes the pressure, takes the pressure off, off of the pads. All right. But as I started working out and developing those muscles in my back again, I'm, I don't know what the disc is like now. I haven't been back to the doctor. But um, the muscles surrounding the spine gave it more support. I didn't have that when I was doing my long distance running because I, I gave up the, it was my fault. I gave up the, I gave up the weightlifting cause I was focusing on running. Right. Uh, and I wasn't, like I said, I didn't have a good technique when I was running. The technique is everything. And that's really what I coach in kettlebells is uh, technique, technique, technique. So uh, I was just watching one of your videos on your Instagram. Yeah. It's, I, I break down the movement to the most microscopic piece. So I've, I just, I'm getting ready to put on a workshop here in a couple of months. I'm only going to cover two exercises. It's the kettlebell swing and a Turkish get-up. And I wrote it out on the computer. And for those two exercises, I have about six pages of, of descriptive uh, 
exercise description. So what you're telling me is the Turkish get up is like the, the it's like the 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 Texas cowboy thing. It it is. It's a giddy up. It's a giddy up. You gotta okay. get up. A lot of people can't get up. A lot of people can't get up. You know, um, and like we talked about earlier, people that fall. They said there's twenty eight thousand deaths every year from people that fall, and no one's doing a march for those people. I gotta ask what what is the big deal about breaking your pelvis that well, just probably totally the, causes these problems? There's probably a lot of other issues other than your pelvis when you break yeah, your pelvis. Sure. Your your bones are fragile. You know. You probably have a lot of other elements already. Your balance isn't very good. Uh, you're probably your conditioning's probably not good. So when you take that fall and then you're bedridden for a long period of time, mm-hmm. uh, it just compounds, and it's hard to come back. It from. wears you down. It wears you down, and you can't move. And then you get depressed and you lose your will. You know, yeah. when I went through my back problems, I lost my will. That's know? easy to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't lost my will. I can't wait to start up yeah. again. But I'm going to tell you what, I've been really cranky because it helps me to get oh, in and does. work out. The doctors told me when I was going through my, my back problems, they said, you'll be a cripple by the time you're 45 years old. Oh, my God. And I was 40 at the time. Don't you just love that positivity? Yeah. yeah. So here, take this pill. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm very anti-medicine. Very, you know, I know. I mean, there's certain things like diabetes, heart conditions, broken bones, those are necessary to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, I got two of the three. <laughs> I, I just choose not to go. You know, I, yeah. I've been fortunate I haven't had any serious injuries lately. No. The past several years. Well, that's good. That's good. It's a great story, though. It is a great story. However, let me just mention, I say this just to protect Mike and to protect my show, and that is you always see your physician before you decide to try something. I have a set of standards, and if you can't pass those standards, then I, I will refer you out. You okay. Know? Like, you should be able to stand on one foot for 10 seconds. Okay. Okay, balance. Um, want to try to get you to, to build a broad jump, your height. No, I'm sure I can do that. No one over 300 pounds. Okay, no, over 300 I, pounds, I know that refer, I'm not there. I can, that I can pass out. that one. So It's not that you, you can't do it. It's just it's smart to get a referral. Well, sure. Certain situation. Check out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're over 300 pounds and you're like six foot, you know, and I'm I'm gonna give you the benefit because I make you six foot. Most of you are like five eleven, five ten. Here's the key. Uh, you're putting a lot of of uh, pressure on your heart. Yeah. A lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and probably I'm gonna say you got the start of, if not have, a hardening of the arteries. Yeah. It's not. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Now you can you can you can do things if you've read Doctor Ornish and some other folks. You can reverse some of this, but it ain't easy. Yeah. It, it, you know what? You know the problem is. It's easy to get out of shape. It's never easy to get back right, in shape. Right. It depends on how right. much you want to get mm-hmm. in shape. It's a mindset too. Yeah. And in and, 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 and your diet, you know, I'm not a licensed dietitian, but I know you know fruits, vegetables, lean meats. Unprocessed food. That's when you want to talk to you want to talk to Jake Snowden about that. He'll tell yeah. you what to eat and what not to eat. He really will. Is he is he, is he still uh, eating? He's still eating a lot of meat. I know Steve eats a lot of yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve world. does and cooks and. Yeah, but that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's really good. You know, it's not bad for you. A lot mm-hmm. of people think eating meat is bad for you. It's not. Right. It's probably the greatest form of protein mm-hmm. that you can consume. Yeah. 
you know, especially if you're a vegan or whatever. I I don't know how you live if you're a vegan. I, I don't either. Just to be honest with you. It's hard to trust those people, too. Uh, all right, so, Mike, everybody needs to get a hold of you at clubfit30.com or follow him on Instagram. I am on his Instagram. I just was watching. He has a lady, some uh, a series that's a little video of her with a, uh, it looks be maybe a, a nine-pound sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Standing up. And she's doing the Turkish get-up with that. Yeah, so, pretty cool. Pretty it cool. is pretty cool. All right, that's uncommon lower slash strength. And I'm going to tell you, once you get to uncommon through uncommon, it'll pop up. And it does say Mike Rupert underneath uncommon strength. Just just like him, man. And, and check out what he's got uh, for you on Instagram. I'm going to let you get out of here, get on underway with your weekend now. It is Friday. And uh, Mike is going to become a part of the Dave Ellswick Show. Probably once a month you'll hear him here on the show. Mike Rupert, clubfit30.com. Again, uncommon, lower slash, strength, lower slash on Instagram. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate you, Very Dave, interesting. I mean, I, I don't know nothing about Russian kettlebells. You're I'm going to find out. You're going to love it. You're We're going to find it. out. Give me a couple more weeks. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We're back. Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett coming up. Got some things to uh, talk to them about. Plus, I want to play some uh, audio from that great debate that happened today between uh, State Representative Dan Sullivan and State Senator uh, Cooper, John Cooper. You're not going to believe what you're going to hear. Coming up next on 101.1 FM, The Answer, The Dave Ellswick Show, home of Rush Limbaugh. show last uh, hour by the way uh thanks to mike rupert for coming in that was very interesting i i've done free weights almost all my life and uh and my workouts but mike has convinced me that maybe at 67 now i should change hey you're 67 i'll be 67 in you february. look like you're 50 february. years old man in february i'll be 67 that's from clean living and <laughs> And, and my, it, it may be from something, but it ain't clean living. Yeah. Well, yeah, the last four years. I'm teasing you. The last I'm four, teasing you. Up to about 26, that right. wasn't the case by any stretch of the right. imagination. It was the biggest hedonist that ever lived. 
But Mike Rupert uh, is big on these Russian kettlebells. He he looks buff, man. Yeah, so I'm going to work. I'm going to get working out with him over there at Club Fit Thirty. Nice. Everybody knows about them because, of course, the uh, the whole deal dealing with uh, uh, Jake Snowden and and uh, Worley, Steve Worley, and all of those stuff. Okay, so I'm I'm looking here, and the only thing that I have sent to me is evidently somebody, a Tom was question you about no, no. what's going on. I sent an email to Tom Carpenter, the, uh, what is it, the city attorney. The esteemed city attorney uh, of Little Rock. Uh, Chris is always talking trash, you see? <laughs> He's going straight for the jugular. He's the city attorney for the city of Little Rock. He's been so for, for many years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, and, got, and you sent me the AP story. Right. Uh, and uh, as you know, a little bit of background for your audience, Dave. I suspect most of them know this, but I'll just for those few that don't. Chris Corbett, who's sitting next to me in the studio, he's an attorney, an engineer, a PE, uh, you name it. This guy's got more degrees than a thermometer. He's got, hopefully in a couple of years, got it. you like that one. It's a <laughs> yeah, I like laugh. that one. I like I the know. delayed laugh. Thank you very that much. That one's for the lady in the back. Um, so the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Chris Corbett's going to run for state senate uh, when Jason Rapert runs for lieutenant governor. Not this coming election, but the following election. Correct. As 20, far as I'm concerned, he hasn't formally announced two. yet. But uh, 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 if Chris will uh, start doing everything that I tell him to do, which is the way all people should live, by the way, <laughs> then he will be running for that position. In any event, Chris Corbett uh, not only has a concealed carry license, he's got the enhanced concealed carry license, uh, which allows people to carry in the capital, allows people to carry on. He's school. got the special oh, yeah. license. There's no doubt That's that right. Chris is special in every sense of the word. <laughs> Short bus and all. I said it. Oh, I said it. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I'll never get elected now. Uh, in any event. So, uh, Chris, uh, a little, uh, um, just recently tried to go in the district court, uh, and they told him, and he said, can I come in with my gun? And uh-uh. They, uh-uh. And there's a law uh, written by uh, Bob Ballinger and, and uh, um, 10 years prior, the earlier version written by a, a Democratic. Uh, Down in El Dorado. Yeah. El, El Dorado. What was whatever. her name? Like Rogers or something? Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, Rogers. In, in any event. Uh, that says essentially that lawyers can carry guns in the courtroom and the courthouses have not been complying. So I just recently got admitted as a practicing attorney, that is, to the state of Arkansas uh, for my first lawsuit. I am representing Chris Corbett in what's known as impact litigation, litigation designed to bring about a change in society, essentially. Uh, And we have filed suit so that attorneys can carry guns in the courthouses and courtrooms. A little while back, Representative Sandra Rogers. Right. Sandra Rogers, Rogers a Democrat. Right. Yeah, yes. Democrat. And she said, by the way, in the newspaper story, yeah. exactly the same thing that Bob Ballinger said. They both said that the law is designed to allow attorneys to carry guns in courthouses and, and in courtrooms. Let me quote her. Please. Front of move. Please. Okay. That was written so that attorneys could carry guns into the courtroom, Rogers said. Indeed. Apparently, Period. She, there was some. At the time that she was involved in that law, there was a shooting uh, in the courthouse, and she believed, correctly, I might add, that we all would be safer if attorneys were entitled to carry guns in the courthouse in the courtrooms. Right. So we filed that suit. That suit has now made national news. That suit is it has. quite literally— It's gotten legs of its own. It's um, taken off. Washington Post got— friends calling me from the Kansas City area saying, that you're in the Kansas City Herald. I said, what? What are you talking about? 
He was on and, the front page um, of the Conway paper. What's yeah, the name the of the Log Cabin Democrat? The Log Cabin Democrat, which yeah. is not Democrats. It's you know, like yeah. Democratic, right. you know. Yeah. Right. Just like the Democrat Gazette. Correct. Guy, right. And uh, that'd be called the Republican Gazette. Exactly. I'm just wondering. Exactly. I don't know where that came from. And uh, and Chris was on the front page of the Log Cabin Democrat uh, up there in Conway about this story, about his desire. Uh, yeah, to, because it's going to impact on their courtrooms. Statewide. Yes. Statewide. So in any event, uh, a little while back, Chris went down to City Hall, and there's a big sign, here in Little Rock, that is, and there's a big sign out front said, no guns at all, period. Order by the king. Yeah. By order of the king. Yeah. Oh, wait, it said city manager. Same thing. O- no? By order same of thing? the king. Not the same? Oh. In yeah, any event, a no. <laughs> uh, little bit of sarcasm there for you folks. So Chris then walked into the uh, the. Uh, Entrance. I'm yeah. looking for a better word, but foyer, and spoke with the security there and said, "I've got an enhanced license. Am I allowed to carry a gun in here?" And they said, "No." And he left. This was a little while back. This was before the courthouse event. Yeah. And so we got thinking. It's always a dangerous thing, by the way. Oh man! You put these two heads together, you're lucky to get half a brain. And uh, <laughs> we got thinking, Dave. And we. So I wrote a letter on behalf of Chris and pursuant to my service obligation and desire uh, for impact litigation to bring about change uh, in favor of the rights that our Kansans are given. Uh, and so I wrote Tom Carpenter, the city attorney right. at Little Rock, and said, look, Tom, here's the law as I understand it. Seems to me that with an enhanced carry license, Chris Corbett and anybody else with an enhanced carry license is entitled to carry his firearm in City Hall. Please let me know. I could be wrong. I told him that there was that one time many years ago when I thought I was wrong and I wasn't. So that's I was right. wrong. Yeah. In any event. Uh, so are you with me, Zach? That's Zach's fast, nodding his head. Quick. Zach's nodding his head. Uh, in any event. So I said, I could be wrong, but let me know if you agree with me or if you don't agree with me. If you do agree with me, take down the sign, instruct the guards to let people with enhanced carry in. If now, you think I'm me, wrong, let me, let me know why. Let me read what's on the sign. Yeah. I got the sign right here. Oh, that's Indeed. great. It says notice, oh. and it's got, a, it's got the, uh, the, the circle with the line through it over a handgun says carrying a handgun is prohibited on city property at any time. Carrying any firearm or other deadly weapon on city property is also prohibited at any time. There are no exceptions. You are subject to search. If weapons are found, you will not be allowed to enter the property and must leave the area immediately. Active and retired Little Rock police officers and law enforcement personnel required to carry a firearm as a condition of their employment are not subject to this prohibition. This is by order of the city manager. Period. That's what it says on the sign. And, of course. It's wrong. We believe it is, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to bring up the law now. Uh, to reference it, but and, and, but Rob, we've got there's armed guards in there that'll protect us, right, with guns. Oh, right, but, they work for us. Don't they're, they? They're there to protect us, right? So their their first interest is my welfare. That, yeah, right. Obviously, the security so is the guard, bailiffs. The bailiffs it, in the courtroom right. are there to protect you, me personally, or is it the judge? Oh. Hmm. Exactly. Let me think on that. Yeah, one. I'm not writing them a check. Mm-hmm. Are they there to defend me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, you are, but only indirectly, and they don't know. Uh, it, right? <laughs> now, you're right. paying for it. You just ain't getting anything out of it. Right. Yeah. Now the law says I'm not going to read it right now. I mean, because I've got to pull it up as we speak. But the law, there's a law that. 
prohibits people to carry on public property. And then the enhanced carry license law explicitly says if you get this license, you don't you're exempted from that prohibition. That's exactly right. It's That's po- what it the says. posting does not apply. Yeah, that was this, uh, in fact I cite that section in that email, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring that up during Arkansas. the break. 5-73-322-H1. Boom. Here we go. That is it, Dave. I'm going to read it to you because I got it up here. Uh, EF. Don't you love live radio? Um, H1. A licensee who completes the training course and obtains a concealed carry endorsement under a certain section such that he gets what we know as enhanced carry is exempted, exempted from the prohibition and restrictions on carrying a firearm in a publicly owned building. So that means when one is normally exe- re- re- excuse me, restricted from bringing a firearm into a publicly owned building, that's state and municipal, Dave, and it specifies in the law itself, Correct. just in case there's any ambiguity about that. Not that there is. And that, I just read you, says enhanced carry, exempted. That's yeah. what it means to have the exemption. Right. The, 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 excuse me, the enhancement is that you have special privileges, rights, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to get into that debate at this yeah. moment. To carry, and amongst other places, public property, municipal or state. Yeah, I, th- I got to tell you this too. In the Texas church shooting, the guy, and it's an awful video. You can go watch it for yourself. You should. But he executes the two guys, one he knows that has a gun. The guy, the shooter executes the guy he knows that has a gun. The other guy that actually shot and killed him was concealed. And the difference between a bailiff and an armed guard, if someone busts in there, is they can see the gun. The, the, the difference in the power is in concealment. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're armed if someone breaks in there. And they don't have the drop on you or think that you're armed and shoot you first. They take you out first. You're the threat. So the power is in Sun Tzu, right? This, the element of a surprise. And um, the, having the concealed handgun permit with the enhanced deal is a big deal. And these bureaucrats just make it up by order of the, of the king slash city manager in violation of Arkansas law. So it's, it's outrageous to me. And, and, you know, Rob and I are upstanding, law-abiding citizens. And we started taking a look at these things. And I'm kind I, of medium-standing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I put some words in his mouth. <laughs> And then we, we, we looked at it and said, hey, this is legitimate. This is a legitimate question. And um, with Impact Law Firm. The, it's got impact litigation. Impact litigation. That's right. It, it, um, we're going to find out. So, All right. So bottom line, I figure you're going to win this without it hands down. Well, it's it's you never know. I'm perfectly happy to have your endorsement, Dave. Well, here's the key. I mean, unless they can't read English. Now, I'm not saying that illegals haven't, you know, been able to sneak into our Justice Department because they may have, and they can't speak English at times. Right. But so, uh, actually, I have a lot of faith. From what you have just read. <laughs> yes, sir. They have no leg to stand on to say, uh-uh, you can't go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just make it up. Mm-hmm. They make it up, Dave. They make it up. There's numerous interests. In, in, and, and if you're a judge... And you and you rule against that yeah. when something is that clear, right? You should be stripped of your judgeship. Well, well I'll tell I you think, this: it's a, if I may, in Arkansas, amongst several other states, but not every state, we elect our judges. Yeah. And if you see, it's one thing to have a judge give a bad ruling. I've had plenty of judges who are good judges give right. bad rulings. Right. It's another thing when judges made it up, just made it up. Well, our city attorney in Little Rock's not elected. 
He's right. had the job for 50 years, I think. Who, and he just got, yeah, Carpenter. And he just got hammered today for taking yesterday. away due process. It was yesterday. Due process rights of my friend Jason Bolden in his Alexander Apartments. The, the court ruled, rightly so, that um, they violated his due process rights by kicking all of his tenants out of the apartment. And the, the Supreme Court, Arkansas Supreme Court, came down yesterday and confirmed the the ruling that Judge Gray did in the Circuit Court of Pulaski County. And um, now we get to pay his damages, half a million bucks, plus another 175000 in attorney's fees. And so what you said a while ago about the judges should should know the rules and, mm-hmm. and, and rule the law. Well, the attorneys court. should know, too. That's what I, the same thing should apply to Tom Carpenter. He made a bad decision here, and, and now he's, now we're having to pay for it. Can so, I give a shout-out on yeah. that, by the way? Uh, Amy Pritchett over at the Bowen Law School represented the tenants, and she had some success, had success also in that case uh, in, in She did. It was fantastic. So yeah. Amy Amy entered an appearance um, through the legal aid from William H. Bowen Law School. and um, did That's where Chris also got his degree. I did. I got my school, my, my law degree there from night at night, and um, she entered and represented the tenants, and their, their due process rights were violated. The city just came in overnight and kicked all the tenants out. It was crazy. Over by the way, over Christmas time, quite literally, yeah, like it was a few years back, mind you. But yeah, uh, over Christmas time, they said, "Well, the bill doesn't meet code. Uh, you, the landlord, you're getting fined or whatever, and you, the tenants, got to go." And they're like, "Wait, what? What Tw- do we do?" Twenty four hour notice. Kicked them out in the cold yeah. over Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't even make that up. Like if you saw it in a movie, yeah. you'd be like, "That's just what is this? The Muppets? That's not reality." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's is outrageous. the Muppets when it's a bunch of bureau hacks. Unbelievable. Yeah. Pushing people yeah. around. J- Jason Bolden was, I mean, bought the place for millions of dollars and was, it was, it was dumbfounded. The guy, I went to law school with him. He was, he was stupefied and was, it was outrageous. And he, he did the right thing. He filed suit and took him to the mattresses, won at the circuit court level. The city appealed it, which they shouldn't have. And, um, and how much did he win on this? Half a million bucks in damages, 479000 plus yeah. they got to pay his attorney. City's going to pay attorney fees. So the attorney got one hundred and seventy-five grand. Correct, and ten percent. So it took a year and a half on the appeal. They're paying ten percent interest. So it's basically. another, yeah, another fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Five twenty-two. That's why you want to make sure who is the city attorney is competent. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one one FM, the answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. We continue. It's 526, and uh, you're on your way home. Be careful. It's wet outside. Roads are slick. Don't get yourself in an accident. Enjoy yourself over the weekend. Uh, Go see, if you want a serious drama, go see 1917. Uh, If you want to see a fun movie, funny, if a little baldry humor doesn't bother you, uh, Bad Boys for Life is a great movie. It is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I know I heard the two guys here saying they're going to go see it. You got to see 1917. I most definitely will see it. I mean, Zach went and saw it, and he too loved that movie. It's an incredible piece of cinema. It really, really is. It's going to be interesting to see who wins Best Picture this year. Absolutely. Because you got 1917, and what's... What's the other movie? Was it Cats? No, it's not. Was it? Was it the last it's Star not Wars? Cats. No. No. Zach. No. It's not the last. It's Star Eddie Wars. Murphy. Nick no, Nolte. Forty-eight was, hours. No. What's? <laughs> well, the guys that are directed this new Bad Boys yeah. is are tied to the new Forty-eight Hours they're going to do. Oh, is there with a new Forty-eight Hours? Redoing that one? Yeah. I just made that up. With well, Eddie. Bad Boys Three made me think of 
48 hours. Well, of course, but, but, both at the same time. Yeah, the 80s, uh, right? So I'm trying to think, what is the other big movie that came out here the last few months huh. that is up for the Academy Award? It's going to be tough. Uh, you got, well, you got The Irishman. That'd be a tough one. That, that's out oh, that was an awful movie. On Netflix? The yeah, because yeah, it opened, it played, it played on yeah. Yeah, big screen. Play. What are you going to say, Zach? It's like Casino. You didn't like it, Ron? Oh, so are you talking about Joker? Yes, Joker. Joker. Oh, man. Yeah, who I, who wins, Joker or 1917? Hands oh, down, 1917. Joker. Why? Yeah, I haven't seen either <laughs> one of them. <laughs> By the way, I just got a text from my home television set. It, it just said that uh, The Irishman just ended. <laughs> I put it on at the at the New Year's Eve, you know. Okay. Just right now. Yeah, it's a long movie. Okay, so anyway, just some things. That's an aside. Let's get back to talking what we were. So when will you find out what has happened with this lawsuit? Well, the lawsuit, remember the one with the city, I just sent them an email today. The lawsuit we filed roughly a week ago, and... It's out. It, we'll hear back in 30 days. Yeah, got, so they got till February. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. But they could go earlier than February. Nobody goes earlier. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say. Well, exactly. But the government does not government move doesn't quickly. Go they might actually ask right. us for more time. And if they do, we would most likely give it to them if it's a reasonable extension. That's sort of common courtesy. Okay. Right. Common courtesy. Yeah. Amongst lawyers. Well, t- uh, Chris has to teach me those things. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you're not... You're an uncommon lawyer. Right? I'm yes, uncommon, he is. uncommonly discourteous. What? Huh? No, you're uncommon because conservative. Indeed. That's Me, and on that vein, let's mention that my my views, of course, are mine alone, and yes, not necessarily yeah. those of the Bowen School of Law. True. Yep. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got to do that. Let me yeah. let me do that for you. Okay. Because it doesn't count if you do it. Does it? I'm, I think no. it might. But the uh, you know the opinions of uh, you know the man right here. Robert Steinbach, or his and his alone, and not necessarily those at Bowen School of Law or the university thereof. So think about, know about that. They right. are only his thoughts. Well, hopefully some people on the radio agree with him. No, well. I do. The opinions of mine <laughs> are from Corbett Law Firm. Corbett those Law. are my opinions. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't half. We got 10 seconds. You yes, like sir. my new. My I love new, it. I, I don't care it. about your feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got, you got, I got I a picture it. up. You see my new. My new uh, hoodie. It says, You're gonna it like says it. facts don't care about your feelings. That's exactly right. I love it. News. Okay, so in February, we should know about this lawsuit and how it's going to all play out. When it does, I can guarantee you that both of the gentlemen that we have on right now uh, are going to be on my show to talk about it. Only in February? Yeah. What well, about the next two yeah, weeks? You'll be, you'll be around more than just that. I'm looking. It looks Zach like stepped Zach out stepped out of the studio. So we're going to come back as soon as he steps back in. I'm, I got a couple of pieces of audio I want to play for you. And I want to thank Paul Harrell for sending these to me. And uh, what it is is that uh, today they had a big debate up in Jonesboro. There's a huge uh, vote coming up in March. It's really important for on, anybody living up there in Clinton yeah, County. Yeah, in, really uh, in for the the senator, state senator yeah. seat up there, you've got Dan Sullivan, and you have John Cooper running for the same seat. Cooper is the incumbent. Sullivan is the challenger, and the difference in between these two guys is night and day. I mean, it's night and day. One is a really true Republican 
The that's other, Dan Sullivan, yeah. let's be clear. That's the Dan other, Sullivan. The other is not, and that's John Cooper. And if you've listened to my show for any length of time over the last four to six years, you know I've talked about him and how he is he is he ran on not expanding Medicaid and then the first thing he did was that he voted for Medicaid expansion. And and it he he ticked me off then and he continues to just continually tick me off. So let me play two pieces of audio from that race today. I'm going to start off with Dan Sullivan and uh, what he had to say, and he was talking about uh, uh, Cooper, and then when we come back, uh, we'll play Cooper. So let's start off with Dan Sullivan. Uh, Senator Cooper has said publicly in a, in a reporting that it, this is not a standard ground bill, that it is a self-defense bill. I'd last like to ask, if it's not a self-defense bill, then what is it? If it's not a Second Amendment bill, then what is it about? You can nullify your Second Amendment rights if you criminalize reasonable personal rights to defend yourself. I'll let that sink in. You can criminalize your Second Amendment God-given right if you criminalize a reasonable uh, personal right to defend yourself. Only special interests are opposed to that. You know, Senator, Senator Cooper has the support of Moms Demand Action on this bill. They are one of the most liberal groups out there, supported by Michael Bloomberg, with the direct intent to create more uh, gun-free zones. Matter of fact, the supporter of Senator Cooper said that, uh, you know, I'm a progressive liberal Democrat, and I'm supporting Senator Cooper, and I have Democrat senators in the Senate who want me to try to get Senator Cooper elected. That's what the Democrats are saying about this, to, uh, specifically about this bill, and the people that are supporting his position on this uh, have that perception. Senator Cooper was the only one to vote against that bill, the only Republican to vote against that bill, and join the Democrats as he did on several other issues. All right, well, so there you have. Yeah, what, can we what, get, what, what I want to get say. some key facts out here, Go. of course, that Dan Sullivan brings up. Cooper, notwithstanding his claims to the contrary, was the only Republican in the committee to vote against Stand Your Ground. That's, That's Bob Ballinger's simple, straightforward law that exists in the majority of states across this country, which means if a bad guy's attacking you, you get to defend yourself. That's it. That's yeah, all the law you says. You do not have to retreat. Right. You don't have a, a, a list, a menu of 18 columns from which you must choose six before you can defend yourself. Stand your ground says if and only if, by the way, your life or uh, personal um, safety is an imminent and significant risk, you get to defend yourself. That's right. We need more than that. We need more than that. According to John Cooper, you, you do. So John Cooper... Voted Democrat and the only one to vote Democrat on that. Bob Ballinger has made clear when uh, Cooper says, well, you know, we had these um, uh, prosecutors or sheriffs backing us. Democrat prosecutors, Democrat sheriffs, not conservatives, not Republicans. So Cooper's a Democrat. That's the bottom line. All right. So we have that. Now let's move over to hear what John Cooper had to say. He had the floor after Sullivan made his statements. Here's John Cooper. Stand your ground, SB 484. We heard that bill discussed probably eight or nine hours. And uh, when we we looked at that bill, 
in the days that was leading up to that vote, and he, opponent calls it special interest and all of that, but uh, the opposition to that bill was police chiefs, police forces, sheriff's associations, prosecuting attorneys, defense attorneys, and rarely do you ever get prosecutors and defense attorneys to agree on anything. But they were, they were very adamant on this bill. Uh, that this is just a bad deal, and this is something that would legalize murder. There is a, a, a loophole in this bill that would allow someone to target someone for murder and escape prosecution by the loopholes that's in this bill. I actually was the one that found that, and there was a defense attorney. I don't even know who she was, but I talked to her on the phone that day. And, and she called me at just the right time, and I asked her a question. I said, it occurs to me that this bill could be used to, uh, as a blueprint for committing capital murder. She said, oh, I never even thought about that. She said, let me check with my colleagues, and I'll get back to you. Within about 30 minutes, she called me back. She said, I've checked with my colleagues. And she said, you're absolutely right. It can be used like that if they can hide the plan. So, uh, now the reason this is not a Second Amendment issue is because there is no weapon even mentioned in it. There's no gun mentioned, and the Second Amendment is about firearms. This bill is about defining what is murder and what is assault. And that is clearly a state purview to do that. Thank you. All right. So this is not a Second Amendment law oh, because, damn, I'm out of my chair. because they didn't mention guns. And secondly, it is a law. I can't believe that he said this and that I'm, I'm just wondering during this debate if anybody challenged him on this, that legalizes murder. Now, that is a direct stance with the democrat party of course it is yeah Look, with bloomberg this is a litmus test with the women he, that is, wear can, the red jackets you can decide to vote for him or or not on this issue alone that what he said was outrageous i'm gonna it allows me to target someone come on that is outrageous I, I, that's murder when you target somebody that's murder we're talking about stand your ground self-defense reasonable self-defense it's outrageous i'll say this cooper has a very, I, I told you when you heard this, both of you would oh. flip out. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to go home and shave my eyeballs. Because <laughs> this is, it's just, uh, here's the one thing I can say nice about, uh, that is nice about Cooper. He's got a very nice voice. He's got a, 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 a sort of melodic voice. But when you hear the words that underlie that voice, it's it's like a trash compactor. Because it, it's a it's a grouping of words each word individually understand, but when he put, strings them together in a sentence, it's gobbledygook. Well, here's the key. He mischaracterizes. No, 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 he doesn't, Dave. No, no he doesn't. He mischaracterizes no, no, Dave, the whole bill. He doesn't mischaracterize. He lies. Okay. He lies. Oh, man. He's a liar. He said defense attorneys don't want it. Outrageous. Outrageous. He said the second arm is about firearms and not guns. What was no, that? He what said, was that? He said that stand your ground, which, by the way, is a practical matter, is really only about using a firearm to defend yourself. That's correct. But... Even if conceptually it could be more, he says, therefore, it's not a Second Amendment bill. Why is it not a Second Amendment bill? Meaning the Second Amendment. Because it didn't say right, gun. Guns. But here's the thing. This is a law that would impact your ability to use a firearm in your own self-defense. And theoretically, I guess, a knife as well. 
So to the extent that the bill covers more than just guns, then it's Second Amendment plus. It's Second Amendment more. But it's a Second Amendment bill because it goes to the core right to defend yourself undoubtedly with a firearm and without having to look to your left and look under the stairs and look down a cavern before you defend yourself. You're being threatened. You get and your life is at risk or your well-being is at significant risk, you get to defend yourself with deadly force. That's how it is across this country in most states. We are a conservative state. It should be that way. He's mischaracterized the nature of the opposition. The opposition is only Democrat. There are no conservatives against it. And the fact that he is grasping at defense attorneys who are overwhelmingly Democrat only demonstrates that John Cooper is a leftist. Oh, you're you are dead on. You're dead on. And I you know, sitting there listening to you, it brought up the case that we discussed in Florida where a guy started the conflict with a female that was pregnant and he came up and accosted her for um parking in a handicapped spot. The husband was inside and he's outside yelling at this lady. The husband comes out the convenience store door, a black guy, and pushes the guy down hard, pushes him down hard, a white guy. Now he and he fires from a sitting position and kills the guy, kills the husband. They convicted that man. He was convicted, and that's a stand your ground law. That's a stand your ground state. state. Yeah, and they had to stand your ground law. Oh wait, you mean so the law didn't allow him to commit murder? Heck no. Hmm. And, so it, is John Cooper incorrect? Yeah, he's way incorrect. And you're what's what's the profession you have again? That law. Oh, lawyer. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, licensed lawyer. attorney. Licensed attorney. And Not double O seven. Right. <laughs> and John Cooper is a licensed attorney. Uh. No. Exactly. I don't know if you remember that case. It was. I mean, it, it just no. came out. They convicted the guy, um, and he was defending himself. The guy pushed him down the ground hard, came outside of a convenience store. The lady had parked in a handicapped spot. He invoked Sandra Ground, and the yeah. court said, you, yeah, you, you didn't have to shoot him. Your life right. was not in danger. The guy was backing up. Yeah, and, and the guy shot him and killed him. And, and it was, was awful, convicted. Awful story. Yeah, awful story. Father um, and... Um, and but, but compare that to to the Trayvon Martin case, right? I mean, there's was, a, there would have been a difference in what the jury would have said if the guy who pushed him down was following up to pummel him. That's the point. Exactly. That, that, well, that was the exact thing. He was backing away. Yeah, he was he, backing was, away. He was deaccelerating, so to speak. Right. He was cooling the situation off he by was backing him back. And yeah, he was in that lady's face, hollering and screaming at her, and he was kind of like a handicapped. Nazi, handicapped parking space. Now he, he. I mean, he, he was waiting on her to park in that spot, and all that came out. And it's not a license to target somebody and murder somebody. There's no, no way. Gotcha. Not even, not even close. The, cl- right. the claim by Cooper is simply false. We will come back and we'll play Cooper again, so these guys can. Do I have to? Die, <laughs> de- I got to peel my skin I want off you, my face. I, Let's hammer I, him some more. I want you to deconstruct it. I'll yeah. I want you to listen and deconstruct it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, final segment of the show today. I'm going to play John Cooper one more time. Then I'm going to play Governor Northam from Virginia because that still amazes me what that governor is trying to do. They're quite similar. The two of them are both anti-gun. Well, yeah, yeah. Here's John Cooper again talking about Stand Your Ground, and he is way off. Here we go again. Stand your ground, SB 484. We heard that bill discussed probably eight or nine hours. 
And uh, when we when we looked at that bill in the days that was leading up to that vote, and he opponent calls it special interest and all of that, but uh, the opposition to that bill was police chiefs, police forces, sheriff's associations, prosecuting attorneys, defense attorneys, and rarely do you ever get prosecutors and defense attorneys to agree on anything. But they were, they were very adamant on this bill, uh, that this is just a bad bill, and this is something that would legalize murder. There is a, a, a loophole right, stop it, bill. Stop it right there, all right. Because this bill, he says, lawyers were saying this bill legalizes murder. I call heavy BS on that. Oh, huge. Stinky. It stinks to high heaven. It's terrible. Yeah, there's no way. And then we just discussed the Florida case where uh, a guy instigated the fight, shot and killed a husband that came out defending his wife, and he got convicted. So the state in a stand your ground state. That's right, and um, it's outrageous. But th- this language, we've heard this language before. It's the language of the left. It's the playbook from the Democrats. Yeah, Bloomberg Down. uses One, this two, all three. the time. Yep, yep. It's and orchestrated. Is- yeah. And let me just say that when he says sheriffs were against it, and the association was associated, they're controlled by Democrats, folks. Literally. Right. By the way, literally, I mean, and then Bob Ballinger told me that prosecutors came around, so the prosecutors were actually in favor of the bill. So his claim of who was against the bill is also, by his, I mean Cooper, is also absolutely false. He is using the Democrat playbook. He is making up lies about reality, and the only thing, the next thing that I expect to come out of Cooper's mouth is to start calling anybody who supports the bill a racist, a misogynist, any one of the ists, because that's also been the Democrat playbook for years and years. That's what's going on here. They are reading leftist talking points. Oh, this is a license to murder. Really? You know what it is? It's a, a license to keep from being murdered. That's right. It's, it's called self-defense. That's right. Self-defense. Absolutely. It used to be in this country there was no qualms about that. Now it's as if you better be able to uh, well, you, produce some kind of doctoral degree to be able to prove. Yeah, well, they, they put people you, who want to defend themselves on the defense. That's right. We shouldn't have to be on the defense if we are actually defending ourselves. And you know that when the leftists have been in power, they've turned it around. Criminals are the good guys. Victims are the bad guys. Criminals can do whatever they want. Good guys can't have guns. Good guys can't defend themselves. The very arguments that Cooper is making about stand your ground are the same arguments, the same arguments that the leftists make when they want to take away your guns. Oh, like by Ralph the way, Northam. He also made he also made the point I'm the one who discovered that it legalized murder. Did discover- you, did you, did oh, you yeah. not yeah. hear that? I heard him say right. that. You mean yeah. you're the one who made up the false claim? Is that what Cooper really means? Yeah. There is no legalized murder under this bill. And he also he also talked to some phantom prosecutor on the on the phone that convinced him that that was the right way to go. But he couldn't remember her name or Of what? course not. 
That's so, the way they always yeah. work. It's like Scooby-Doo. You can't argue with that person because it's a straw man, right? Who is that? Let's talk to her. Get her back on the phone. She doesn't exist. Talk to Whistleblower, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's take a break uh, not from that. Let me take a break from that, and let's move on to the governor of Virginia. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the same person. Oh, my God. John this, Cooper is the same as Ralph Northam. They're I, both anti-God. I'm going to tell you this. I sent a text today to Jan Morgan. She's going to Virginia uh, because there's a big showdown coming, literally, about 2A in Virginia. Wow. And they're expecting nearly 75,000 people to be there. For this big debate that's going to happen. Wow. Jan is one of eight speakers that's been invited to come. So really? she'll be there to, to speak. And I just told her, you be careful because you're dealing with nut jobs like the governor of Virginia who said this. Please know that we have been preparing extensively to protect public safety at Monday's rally. But no one wants another incident like the one we saw in Charlottesville in 2017. We will not allow that mayhem and violence to happen here. So we are taking the following actions to keep people safe in Capitol Square and in the city of Richmond. First, we have established a unified command between the state police, the Capitol Police, the Richmond Police Department, and our first responder teams. And I want to personally take this opportunity to thank all of them for keeping us safe. These agencies are working closely together to ensure seamless preparation and planning for this event. They have been briefing me and my team regularly, and I have full confidence in our public safety team. Second, we are asking non-essential personnel not to come to work on Monday. Monday is a holiday for state employees and many others, and that is good news. If you don't need to be in downtown Richmond on Monday, please consider staying home. And third, no weapons will be allowed on the Capitol grounds. This includes everything from sticks and bats to chains and projectiles. These rules are similar to longstanding rules in airplanes and courthouses. This list also includes firearms. It makes no sense to ban every other weapon but allow firearms when intelligence shows a threat of armed militia groups storming our capital. To enforce this, I am declaring a state of emergency in Richmond from Friday evening until Tuesday night. Everyone should understand this is based on real identified threats that have been made. This order includes a prohibition of weapons on Capitol grounds. The prohibition is temporary, and it will expire on Tuesday after the rally. And those who would bring violence into Virginia have left and returned to where they came from. I have made this decision in the interest of keeping the public safe as well as our law enforcement Office. All right, then we got twenty five seconds. Wow, you're coming Monday, correct? Yes. Okay, Chris, can you come about four? Be here at four at four o'clock. We're going to really talk about this. This, I told you, the soft glove of tyranny. That's yeah. it. That's what you what? just heard. Was it John Cooper? 
Was that John Cooper? <laughs> Wait, was that John Cooper? Uh, are the government agents going to have billy clubs Who like knows, in, in England? I don't know. <laughs> Bottom line, something to keep in mind. We'll be uh, talking about Monday. Don't miss my show on Monday. Elizabeth will be here at 2 to 4. 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, it's these two guys. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him one hour on Sunday to talk specifically to you. See you on Monday. Thank you, Dave. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.